in the best named dungeon ever. The Chloe. Like, <laughs> the, the Chloe, Chloe the Maximum. Chloe the Maximum. It's named after a real place. It's named after a Rome. real place. Yes, I. But it see, it hits double for me because um, a friend of mine, Toad two two four eight four. He's a speedrunner. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. He, he, he like we like th- this past summer for some reason we ended up having like cloaca became the word to say in his chat oh, and we God. spent literally uh-huh. two hours on it he has an emote called the cloaca kiss that's <laughs> <laughs> that's so when i saw that this the demo dungeon was named cloaca maxima i just fucking died oh yeah it's a wonderful name. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> I saw, I googled it and I saw that picture of a bird just poop shooting this <laughs> perfect stream of poop. And I saw that it was just this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and shared it with like eight people. Well, you know, in ancient Rome, when they named the sewer, they were like, "What do we want this thing to do?" And one of them googled, and they were like, "This, this is we what want, it needs to do. We want the poop." Perfectly flying out of the city like this. <laughs> We're gonna be the shittiest de- vacation destination spot on the fucking planet. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Soxcast episode 131. I'm your good pal Polly, as always. How you doing out there? Hope everybody's doing well and <laughs> <laughs> Getting all settled in. Uh, we we know that all this cloaca and poop talk up front. That's like <laughs> that's the bread and butter, really. That's our bread that's and butter. For. That's what pays the bills. That's what gets us those advanced copies of games to play. That's what got us. <laughs> that's what got us free PS fives around the table. They were like, man, y'all with this this high quality shit and cloaca content. Oh, Just... that's right. I can't play Ease 9 until I play it on a PS5, unfortunately. Oh, god damn it. Because it runs one frame per second more. Oh, shit. I mean, that makes all the fucking difference. I mean, that's one <laughs> yeah. frame more that you're going to have to flash move or flash guard. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for all that. Welcome, everybody. Hope your cloacas are doing well and they're nice and warm. <laughs> Hope you've given that cloaca a nice massage today. <laughs> Let it know it's appreciated. I think that in or, like you've got to make a cloaca really feel appreciated. You know, like you you know Absolutely. what? Yeah, yeah. John gets it. John, like what? What's your preferred method uh, for <laughs> making sure your cloaca is nice and comfortable? Long hot bath. Oh, that'll do it. Really letting it luxuriate. Just let it unfurl. Just giving it. Let it lay there. Float gently to the surface as water beads and rolls (laughs) down the sides. Just let it let extend it, to its full let length. Let it extend to its full length. Let it glisten in the ambiance of your of your candlelight of, of your of the candle. Absolutely, you've got to relax your cloaca by cloaca by candlelight is the name of my album coming out this summer. <laughs> and I let it expand, and then I let it devour. Yes. <laughs> The devouring cloaca. 
Uh, what, about you, what about you, Rat? What about you, Rat? When you find that you need some prime cloaca time, what's your go-to for getting the cloaca <laughs> juices flowing? Oh, obviously, I just go to Taco Bell. Just go to Taco Bell? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's more... You want to do one thing, and, you know, if you need a little help there, they'll get you sorted. Okay. <laughs> it's... Let's it sounds like they doubled back so fully. Like they were specifically saying, "Hey, we want to give vegetarians more love with our with our. We're going to backpedal on a lot of those changes because <laughs> we were really shitty vegetarians." The menu. Yeah, uh, not till March though. And your yeah, and your, your cloaca couldn't be happier. Not till with, March with tomatoes back with, pota- mm-hmm. with potatoes back on the menu. It's just man, that man they planned that shit right. I don't fucking know. I mean, the whole McRib thing with McDonald's, I don't really follow it because I'm, you know, not a meat eater, but, like, it's gone. It's back. Mm-hmm. It's gone. It's back. It's, like, every six months, it's if, just, like, if you like the come Mc- on. If you like the McRib, you, you have no fucking taste. You're, you are, you, you would rather be eating raw sewage. Just admit it. <laughs> like, if, if it were acceptable... To go out, pull the manhole cover off of that off of that drain in front of your house, and you could just dive right in and get yourself and scoop up a nice big handful of raw sewage and shove it in your mouth. You would, <laughs> if you like the McRib, that's what you ought to be doing. <laughs> that's that's not an opinion. I don't remember the last time I've eaten at McDonald's. That's not an opinion either. <laughs> It's just the truth. It's just the truth. And that's what people come to this goddamn podcast for. Somebody's got to spit the truth. For the hard-hitting facts. Exactly. Somebody's got to spit the fucking truth. Somebody's got to. And I like to think that we're the only ones brave enough to provide our very lucky audience with such a service. To my immediate virtual right, he looks for absolutes and there's absolutely none. It's Rhett. Hello. Hey. I wasn't sure if we were going to do the intros because we did the cloaca thing instead. Oh, uh, do you want to always just do you just want to replace intros with 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 with, with, with biweekly checkups on how your cloaca is doing? Yeah, cloaca <laughs> corner. Your wonderful new segment on the Sox cast. Oh you find God. out how your pals who have cloacas, how that cloaca is doing in 2021. You ever say something and then just instantly regret it? Just like the words are falling right out and you were like reaching, but like every syllable f- slips right through your fingers in slow yeah, that's motion. Just this just... entire podcast so far. It, you know what? They all got, they, they all got to be bangers, Rhett. We got, this is a service that we provide to our very lucky listeners at home. They are glad that they it's tuned how we get in. the how we got the sponsors. It's how we got all those sponsors. Imagine if we actually had sponsors and they listened to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that'd be very... Hey, Extreme Restraints, hit me up. <laughs> uh, Rat, you are you are absolutely ready for a podcast, though, it sounds like. I, I guess I am. I'm a little sleepy, to be honest. I was like, oh, right, that's soon, huh? Hope that, At like five. I was hoping like, all oh. this, this cloaca action would wake you up. You, yeah, well, that's has, what they say. Has, you got You got a cloak and wake. <laughs> let that one. Let that one hang Super. in the air for a second. Mm. <laughs> oh. 
my immediate virtual left. <laughs> How far can you invade his scramble system? It's John Thayer. Hi. Hey. What's going? I'm here. Doing I'm good. Doing well. You I've, are. I had a very nice. I actually had a very nice weekend. Mm-hmm. Starting yesterday. Oh, oh, yeah, like uh, Friday. Yeah, Friday was supposed to be the start of the weekend of John, but uh, fuck you, right? <laughs> Just that Honestly, that, rough. that story pissed me off because you worked a Saturday yeah. last week, right? Yeah. In order to get that day off, and mm-hmm. then you got fucked. Yeah. Just every I single And I didn't day. have water for 36 hours. That's so awful! Man, yeah, that sucked. I, I can imagine as a, as a person with butt problems, that had to be distressing <laughs> on some level. It was, especially when at 10 o'clock, because I'd followed their emails and they said, don't worry, the community bathrooms on the 2nd and 30th floor are both open. And then I went up at 10 o'clock at night and I saw, and I <laughs> said, oh, never mind, these, this one is closed. Oh, on no. the 30th floor. And then I went down to the 2nd floor and I said, don't worry, actually, this one is closed too. And I was what? Like, ah. Oh, good. What the fuck? Wow, that's that's real good. So, yeah, that's like yeah. So that was un- that sounds like that kind of illegal, honestly. Yeah, that's like that shouldn't be a thing was, that happens. It was unfortunate. Yeah, um, yeah. I've got it back now. So it's one of those well. one of those moments where you find the manager's office and <laughs> in, in lieu of there not being a bathroom for you to do your business in, you find his desk and you kind of oh, just <laughs> drop it right there for him. Drop some plates. <laughs> I went to the Walgreens and I got two big bottles of water, mm-hmm. used their toilet and got, um, oh. and got, and drank a, and got a bunch of Gatorade just because I hadn't had drink Gatorade. I was thirsty. And then I downed like, a liter of Gatorade, and then you had, and, and then you got to use the bathroom again. <laughs> yeah. John, that sounded like a bad well, plan. Yeah, and then, well, the bottle was useful later. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, if he has no running water, he also does need to drink it. I understand. I, I get it, but yes, <laughs> I'm just saying, like the immediate need for yeah. a bathroom, right? And then, like, you solve the problem, but you come home and literally. You make another bathroom problem by just drinking so much water. The real problem was being so much Gatorade. Spo- our sponsors of this week's episode. Oh, okay, right, right. Gatorade. Gatorade is the sponsor. Quench that thirst. <laughs> Quench that thirst. Goes right through you. Goes right through. Which is weird. Which weirdly enough, Quench that thirst has been the Soxcast slogan for like fifty episodes. But, yeah, <laughs> it's just it, it was, it was just, like, Yeah, it. yeah. Like we've been it, like you would latch. We latched onto it and just like who knew, right? <laughs> <clears throat> so I'm well now because I had a very nice day now. yesterday and today. Good. We can go. Good. We can get into that soon. We can get into that soon. Good. Good. So who wants to get us started? Then uh, we started with John. With John, you kicked off the first of the year, didn't you? So mm-hmm. Rhett, I, you know what, Rhett? Rhett. Uh, I was thinking like, not me, not me. You were thinking not but... you, not you. And I saw <laughs> you over there. I saw you thinking. I saw the thought bubble. I saw it. I saw it pop out from your big dumb head said not me not me and i'm like not me i know what you're doing i know what you're doing you're trying you're trying to put the thought into my head to see not me not me and you're thinking haha i've successfully implanted the thought in the polys it didn't work it did not work i intercepted that fucking transmission and i'm turning it back on you you bitch. intercepted that you intercepted that inception yes 
Now that was that, such a good one that I had to like jump <laughs> over you to say it. I hope I hope we everyone appreciated it. Like, wait, everybody, stop the podcast so that I can say my thing. Because it sounds the same. It's like interception, inter- inception. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's it's great. super okay. hilarious, John. Cool. I mean, it's the fucking funniest thing Thank that's you. ever been said on this fucking podcast. <laughs> Okay, good. Just so Continue. everybody's clear, like nobody's told a better joke than the the the, the interception inception one. Man, people are going to be talking about like when we do episode two hundred, it's just going to be a rerun of that one fucking joke because that's that's the best we have. Okay, just time mark this for when we do a best of. Just time mark that. Well, actually, put this, but then most of the clip is just you dunking on his pun. <laughs> what? Dunking on? Dunking on? That sounds like I'm... That sounds like my praise was empty, Rhett. What are you doing? What are you trying to make me out of being here? Rhett, I'm never dunked on on any of our podcasts. No, my no. words are always excellent. No, like, I only speak in truths. So, Rhett... Where am I going? Uh, yeah, now, now that you have, yep, it's still your turn. Now that you have now. failed in, in in using your inception to intercept. Ha ha! Listen, oh I use I, I I just referenced John's very funny joke, right? Do you see what That's I did there? I did a callback. I did a I did a comedy. Everybody, <laughs> I finally it's always, learned. <clears throat> it's even funnier when you explain it. It is. It's God. It's the fucking pinnacle of humor, Rhett. Talk about stuff. Talk about (laughs) stuff. Let's do it. Captain Toad. Hey! I know what that is. Hey! I like this game. It's a mini game. I got a rant about this, and it's not the game's fault, but shit happened. All right, let's do it. Break it down. So Captain Toad was a game that came out for the Wii U in 2014. I didn't have a Wii U. I thought, but I was like, oh, that looks cute. Maybe someday I'll play it somehow. Did this not start? As a mini game, yeah, there were mini games in 3D World. Okay, and yeah, okay, okay, okay. So 3D yeah, you're World, correct. But then if they spun it out into a full game, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I was just wanting to make sure I had my lore right there. Okay, 3D World also on the Wii U, which I didn't have, and I thought, oh, I would like to play that someday. Mm-hmm. So uh, Captain Toad got ported to the Switch in 2018. That was <laughs> about three years ago. Yeah. Oh, that is a, right about the time that I bought a Switch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I was like, I ain't paying $40 for Captain Toad. I am playing Zelda right now instead. Yeah. Obviously. So I never got around to it. And mm. then, like, you know, years passed, still in the back of my head, I should play Captain Toad someday. <laughs> uh, I've been following Wario 64 lately, be, trying to get a fucking PS5 to no avail. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he tweets a lot of deals. Mm-hmm. And then one of them just caught my eye, like, oh, Captain Toad is on sale. I'll buy Captain Toad. That seems like the right... I feel like I'm in the mood for it. Mm-hmm. And 3D World is also coming to the Switch very soon. So I was like, oh, I'll do this first, and then that will get me you know, a little primed for a 3D World. Mm-hmm. So I buy it on, like, a Friday. Well, not two days ago, but, like, the Friday before that. Okay. On, mon- on Monday, Wario's 64 tweets out, price error. Walmart has Captain Toad for four dollars. Four dollars. Oh. But I have to imagine. <laughs> I have to imagine. Like they don't honor most of those. Like they seem to be honoring them for hours. And I saw that tweet seven minutes after it went up. That's. 
because mm. like I know that Target is <laughs> fucked up and like they did like they yeah. have redeemed them in the past and were like yeah it's on us but ever since then like a large part of the, like look y'all like look it was a pricing error and we're not honoring yeah. this. I saw I was I ended up following the thread just because I was a little salty, right. just a little bit salty that I'm still bringing it up bit. on the stocks right. like a week why later. Why didn't Why didn't you Why, <laughs> did, why didn't you order the four dollar game and then refund the thirty six dollar oh, game? Because Amazon is like explicitly no refunds. Really? Because I get yeah, refunds. I, I can get refunds on Amazon like nobody's business. I literally just like, got a refund. Because well, it redeems on the Switch, and I don't think they have. Oh, did you, did you, did you, oh, was this digitally? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Oh, okay, see, I thought you got a digital Mm, copy. Okay. I know, right? I bought digital on Amazon on Friday, and then on Monday, Walmart had digital for four bucks. Jetstorm got three of them. Rhett, Rhett, Jetstorm ordered three (laughs) copies. (laughs) What the fuck do you need three for? I played it once, I'm good. (laughs) He got three. Why? For just the right he knew honoring it the next day he knew that you were going to be he knew that you were going to get fucked by this the whole time he knew it and he was like i'm gonna <laughs> he, he he's dming me this right now and i just want to rub it in that smug prick's face wow <laughs> thomas the jet storm four i'm appalled <laughs> it's just like I couldn't have known this was going to happen. Right. Nintendo games don't go on they sale. They never go this, on sale. This wasn't a purposeful thing. No. But still extremely salty. Oh, that yeah. this twenty <laughs> that this twenty fucking fourteen game that got a re release four years later that I still waited another three years to pick up <laughs> happens to have a massive price glitch two and a half days later. <laughs> Just like I waited so long for that moment and <laughs> blinked right before it happened. Oh, it's just oh. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the game's very cute, though. Oh, yeah. It was funny, like, yeah. for, the first week, for the first weekend before the price error had happened, I was like, oh, this game's very fun and cute. And then when I, after Monday, I was like, fuck this video you? game. I hate it. It's the thing that I hate the most in the world right now. <laughs> but were you $30 cute or were you $4 cute? Mm. Damn. <laughs> So, okay, another funny thing about this game is that they patched it at some point to support Labo VR. Oh, good. Okay. Which I actually have. <laughs> oh, God, that's right. I used it for like an hour when it came out and played like the terrible levels in Mario Odyssey that they did and then mm-hmm. like got motion sick in Zelda. And then Zelda was weird because you didn't have to undock the Switch by accident so you could hook the PlayStation VR up to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I played, ha- so I have a Labo VR. I just basically never actually used it. Mm. So it's extremely funny because it's like the second thing on the main menu when you start the game. This like peripheral that so- Nintendo has basically abandoned. At this yeah, oh point. yeah, like it's already done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. you start the game and it's just two options, like episode one or VR, mm-hmm. and it's just like it felt weird having such prominent placement. Yeah. Once you beat the game and like it gets starts to get pushed down the list, it makes more sense. But, like on a new save file, mm-hmm. it was very funny. Because it's funny because there's only four VR levels. It's a minuscule ta- fraction of the game oh, is actually weird. playable in VR. And like when you start, weird. when you yeah, that's the thing is like they only did the levels that really worked and like could probably hold the sixty frame rate or whatever. Even though Zelda obviously doesn't even attempt it, like you get motion sick in that immediately. 
So when you boot the game up for the first time, you just you just get this little tutorial level where you just walk to the top of this staircase, basically, and it's just like a movement in camera tutorial. That's one of the four VR levels. Oh, good, good job, guys! You did it. Yeah. So like, so the first one is just like barely not. I, I'm pretty sure that's the first one. Maybe I misremembered it, but so I'm like, okay, this is really cool. It works, and like, this is a good fit for VR. Like specifically, like. The slightly janky, can't move your head in properly Labo VR. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I play the next level, and it's like a desert one, and a, it's a level from the main game that I haven't actually played before. And I'm like, oh, I'm seeing it for the first time in VR. It's really cool. And like the way they have like holes in the buildings so you can see Toad from different angles, like seeing that stuff in VR is really cool. So I'm like, okay, there's two more levels. I want to play them for the first time in VR. <laughs> Uh, so I get a little further in the main game. Oh, that's the, the other thing is though, is that I got a little motion sick after just doing those two levels. Oh, oh man. So I'm like, okay, I want to do those. I want to do the, the rest of the VR mm-hmm. before going to bed in case yeah. I get sick and want to, yeah, that'd be bad. Not, you know, feel a little nauseous for an hour. Yeah. So I get up on, I guess it would have been Saturday or Sunday. I get up and like the next level I have is the next VR one, and I'm just, like, in this extremely awkward position of, like, oh, the next level is the water one from the VR. Mm. Do I not play the game all day, or do I just play the VR version first? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It turns out there was a third option, which is to just start the expansion first. Because in 2019, they just randomly added this DLC, a few DLC levels, like, hey, it's the Captain Mm -hmm. Toad expansion. And you know what? It's bad. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! I don't know what they were doing, but it's it's mostly co-op focused. Mm. But they let you play it single player. Uh-oh. And, and, and have a pretty bad time. Oh, you had a bad time. It's 18 levels. There's five new ones. Oh. The rest of it are, res- are not even reskins, just reused areas. Where there's only one of two types of objectives, which is you grab a crown and then like another crown appears. Like mm-hmm. it's the collect five thing, like with the star bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't collect the second crown piece in like five seconds, you have to start you have over. To start over, right. And it's just it's kinda dull. Mm, boy. Sounds great. <laughs> and then the, yeah, the, and then the other type of level is this is the really co op focused one where you get a multi-mushroom, so there's two toads, mm-hmm. and then they're all ghost hunting levels, and now the ghosts take two flashlights to kill. Oh, wow. So it's, uh, I could see that being fun in co-op. Yeah. But uh, when you're playing by yourself, just, uh, both hey. characters move in the exact same direction with the same analog Yeah, stick. it's kind of like, hey, I'm doing it. pretty I'm... fucking simple to point both in the same yeah, direction. I'm literally just doing the same fucking thing. So I'm just like... <laughs> I'm playing this, like, not realizing, like, I hadn't read the reviews and stuff. They're like, hey, don't play this by yourself, really. <laughs> I'm, and I'm just like, why are there so many of these ghost levels? They're not fun. Oh, okay. I, I get it now. Whoops. Hmm. <laughs> oh, red dropped. Uh-oh. Oh, there he is. I, don't, I didn't click anything. <laughs> it's okay. It's Discord. Okay. <laughs> Discord was just like, you're AFK. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not. <laughs> Oh, 
Move your mouth. Move your mouse every now and again. <laughs> I, we okay. So anyway. Okay. So I had a bit of a weird experience towards the start of the game, and then once I get further into like beat episode one, and then episode two unlocks. The game's actually really good. Oh, okay. Like, yay! I, I did have a rough start with it just because I think it was a little basic, and then the expansion being like really focused on kind of the some of the worst aspects so far. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like, the last two VR levels were fine. One of them was one of the minecart levels, and it's just because what I played that one first in regular, and I was like, why wouldn't they just put yeah. this in VR? And then I looked, and it was like, oh, that is one of the okay. They so they didn't go entirely in order. But like, yeah, just it's a really what's cute the hook of game. this game? Oh my god, it's what's that... the what's the what makes this different? Hmm. I mean, I have a, I have one. Okay, idea. go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a platformer where you can't jump. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that, you you move around these little cube levels and spin the camera around, yeah. and you can't jump. So everything, all of your interactions have a completely different feel than usual, like the, yeah. the Mario three D world levels that. Yeah. It was a counter. This is the game. Good. This is a game where Goombas are threatening. Yeah. Well, because, <laughs> because they still, yeah. Behave, they still behave exactly like they do in the 3d games where once they see you, they fucking beeline for yep. you. And they're, they're just barely not as fast as you. Oh, that's so good. But then you can Excellent. just, cl- if there's a ladder, you can just climb up the ladder and then go back down and just bump into them and kill them later. Jackass. Yeah. So there are ways to defeat enemies, but like obviously without a jump, it's much more. Yeah, it, it makes things hard. Yeah, like we we did this with Bionic Commando. We took away the jump, and things yeah. got harder. <laughs> yeah, it's we, yep. it is funny though when they do like there's a few levels based on like speed panels where you're just running from lava and stuff. It's like oh, you are having some like kind of yeah dexterity based yeah. platformer levels. It's just you still can't jump, but most of the game is just. Hey, it's a puzzle game. Yeah. Like you're just looking at these diorama levels trying to figure out like what's how the do trick? I get Yeah, how do I get from there without the levels being are to so jump? cute. They're very, it, see, Yeah, for, the, the... for me, I think the hook of this game is that it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, like, like this game it's is unbelievably good looking yeah, for it, it's so fucking good looking. For how simple it is and like how, you know, oh, 2014 like it's just when you because you can zoom the camera in and just get a really close up look at everything, it's just like this is like shockingly good looking renders for you know a Switch game or yeah, a Mario game. Yeah, yeah, it is funny how like this game kind of bridges. Like, I haven't even played 3D World yet, but like because this is based on mini games from 3D World and how Mario Maker 2 has 3D World's a theme in it, mm-hmm. I start almost started to feel like, oh, yes, there is, like, this cohesive Mario aesthetic now, like a modern one. I think it happened by accident. (laughs) I think it happened by accident, for sure, but it was was kind of funny, like, these three games that are all coming from the same place. And then when you beat the game, I think they probably changed the ending. Toad runs after one of the ships from Mario Odyssey. Oh! To to be (laughs) continued in Mario Odyssey. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> and then, and then the bonus chapter opens up, and there are four levels based on Odyssey kingdoms levels. from Mario okay. Odyssey. That's kind of cute. Aw, cute. Here's the insanely stupid part. Uh oh. The four bonus Odyssey levels replace four bonus levels in the Wii U version that were based on 3D World. 
they removed, oh that is dumb why would you remove it. content i don't know they removed it from the 3ds and switch versions it's like some developer spite you it's, fuckers didn't <laughs> didn't buy a wii u so we're gonna like, remove a little just a little slice of it yeah it's like we ahead. were too lazy to add things to a menu so we're just gonna replace the things that those menus link to or some shit it's weird because yeah, they're in the exact same spot as Yeah, it sounds like involved. they literally were just too lazy to make entries on a menu. But then the levels themselves are like really good. Well, yeah, that's good. It's like, like it's good. It's st- it's yeah. good that the bonus levels are good. It's fucking dumb that they yeah, took out the originals. That they removed some stuff. Oh my! Because I guess those bonus levels they. They didn't have diamonds in them, so uh, like there were no optional objectives. It was just kind of get to the end. Right. So like they didn't sound like a huge loss, but it's super weird that anything was cut. Yeah, like why you don't re-release a game and then fucking take shit out? Yeah. But this is Nintendo, also, yeah. who is like it's very notorious Nintendo. for don't play your don't play our games the way you want to play them. Yeah. Also, this game gets delisted on. No, it doesn't actually, but. <laughs> Modern Nintendo would be like, yes, and Captain Toad will die on March 31st. Better buy him now, fuckers. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to balk on that, given the fact, given the fact nope, that Mario... Nope, they're absolutely not. Mario 35 has at least, like, that took off. Like, it's still oh, really man. big with a oh, lot of streamers. No. You're right, it was just at AGDQ. Yeah, it was just at AGDQ in a primetime spot. So, like... Are you really, like, this goddamn tone-deaf and shitty... I mean, it's Nintendo, yes. <laughs> I guess it's Nintendo, so the answer is yes. The answer is going to be yes, but... Ugh, God, this company. <laughs> like, this company, I swear to Christ. I know, you're right. I had forgotten that Mario 35 was set to die. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, Like, I think those, those remasters of the HD games, mm-hmm. like, at least you'll be able to buy physical copies of that. Mm-hmm. No, Mario 35 so is just going bye-bye. You're right. I think they should fucking you... balk on that. That game's way too popular still. I'm really wondering like... if they're going to balk. Like, I... As a, you know, like, as a preservationist, I'm like, please balk? <laughs> yeah. Please? <laughs> or is just, you know, a game player, like, for p- the people that are still playing it. Yeah, like, there's there is a healthy please, community please for it. There is a... There is a... <laughs> You are literally going to kill a huge community just because you are shitty. And no other reason. There's no good reason for it. It's really Mm -hmm. bewildering. God. So yeah, Captain Toad. Sounds good. It sounds sounds (laughs) like a delight. On the bright side, (laughs) Captain Toad is really fucking cute. Yeah. Yeah. There's a level... Like, I remember... Go ahead. It's kind of crazy, though, that the Odyssey levels, there's just four, and, like, one of them's a minecart level, mm-hmm. and one of them is a dash level. So there's only really two new right. Collect the Three Diamonds puzzle levels. But the New Dock City mm-hmm. one is really good. <laughs> mm. Because it's, like, good. the most vertical level in the entire game by far. And, like, you go through a pipe to go down into the subway area and it just loads a different diorama below the current oh, one. Wow. And like that cool. kind of camera shift like never happens in the main game. You're just like, oh, there's just a second level down here. Yeah, like that's that's an interesting and cool thing. Yeah, so you go down there, you turn the power on, then you go back up to the city and then some of the platforms are moving now. It's like, oh, like 
yeah, it was significantly kind of more involved than any of the others mm -hmm. levels. Mm -hmm. So that was neat. Mm -hmm. But then they they also put enemies in New Donk City, which is a violation of the canon. Like there's no you there's can't no have enemies, enemies in New Donk, in New Donk City. City. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I expected there to be people walking around, and then there's yeah. fucking Hammer Brothers. <laughs> Hammer Brothers like, in New Donk City. Uh, so yeah, that's it's a very cute awesome game. I I played um I played Mario 3D World, and then shortly after I played mm -hmm. Captain Toad, and I was just like two really nice platformers that just don't really have any bullshit. They just kind of let yeah. you jump in and play right play, and it's mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, and that was there. So there was like a little period where like I had played some really cute platformers, some really cute Mario platformers, and the new Zelda had been announced, and it was going to be like this weird open-ended thing where you can go fight Ganon right away. And I was just like, oh, oh, I, I found the, 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 the niche in time where I'm kind of a Nintendo fan for a little bit. <laughs> and then you didn't like Breath of the Wild because you're crazy. And I didn't like Breath of the Wild. I didn't like Odyssey. I was like, okay, back to... Oh, well, I, no, I don't like Odyssey either. Like, that game just doesn't click mm -hmm. for me. Even I think, though it is like like one of the biggest speedrun games ever I found out recently. Mario Odyssey. I mean, the movement tech in that game. The is, movement tech is uh, insane. Like that game in wild. speedrun form looks incredible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that so that was I I I have a special place in my heart for Nintendo, I, I think. I think it was kind of startling to me when you turned on Nintendo so hard recently where well, I did remember that Wii U era where it's like Oh, but John, John seemed to down with them. Like you, you even played and made Mario Maker levels. You <laughs> made a lot of them, yeah, yeah, like six or seven. And then you bought the second one and made nothing, nothing for me, nothing, nothing, <laughs> literally nothing. I'm so sorry, my dude. I'm just so sorry, my dude. <laughs> couldn't, oh. even, couldn't even import the old ones because they didn't like you know allow for that. Right, of right. course, Nintendo. Of course not. Of course. I have my nice, good levels, and they are lost to me forever. <laughs> Don't worry. They'll be lost to everyone once yep. Mario Maker 1 shuts down. Don't worry. Soon. Don't worry. They're going to shut it down. It'll be fine. Woo. It's just a, it's, it's just Woo. a community. It's just a community. I mean, at least in that case, there yeah. is a sequel. That's yeah, like they did get a sequel, way. but it's... Yeah, it's still... Yeah. Uh, there's yeah that you might have an understanding that... of why I wasn't, wasn't feeling super into investing my heart <laughs> into that new one. Mm. So I kind of had been there, but that it's was mostly because I lost yeah. the Wii U, right? Right. More than anything, I feel that there's that one guy, Brandon Chain Chomp or something, who's been trying to upload his level for like eight thousand <laughs> hours, a Mario Maker oh. one level. Yeah, like, still... <laughs> mm -hmm. oh, like he's gonna get it, and then like the next day, Nintendo <laughs> announces an end to Mario Maker one services. Oh no! They've announced the end. What? That's the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they definitely have announced the oh, end. Oh, I, think I it's didn't. Pretty soon. I didn't. It might be March thirty first, like the other oh, shit. My god. Oh my god! That's the thing. Like, yeah, it's definitely. I'm not speaking. In See, I didn't here. think Maker that. I is... thought that this was still hypothetical. No. Oh okay. my god! Nintendo announces the Super Mario Makers will be shut. Yeah, March thirty first, twenty twenty one. It was announced last November. Get out of here, Nintendo! Jesus Christ. You are terrible. That's just, just the day Mario fucking dies. Yeah, like, this is the great Mario apocalypse. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and then there's this period where it's just like, 
oh, you made some nice Mario games that I like. It's like it's like there is this time where the image of Nintendo is like, okay, they don't do any of X, Y, Z, but at least they make fun games. And then I play the games, and they're not fun. But then there's this period <laughs> where there's this period where it's like, okay, this is just a cute, simple thing, and it's good. It's good at being what it wants to be, and that makes that's enough for me. Mm-hmm. And I just haven't really done that. Mm. No, it's been a long fucking time since I've wanted to play a Nintendo game. It's so funny. I look and then I look at my Switch library, and it's like all first person, first party Nintendo games. Yeah, yeah. Like the, 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 the mine the, is all arcade ports now. Nice. There you go. Just, like, yo, man, I could play Gradius on the Switch. Nice. Mm-hmm. My Switch home screen. Five. Uh, go ahead. Where it's my Switch home screen is like. Mario Odyssey, Mario Maker, uh, Mario 3D World, <laughs> Mario Kart uh, 8, 3D World soon, coming out soon. Uh, Mario All Stars, and then like I've got like every single this Mario fucking game that they put on this thing, and now Captain Toad. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll so be I'll be the... I'll be joining you in that 3D World um, adventure. Yeah, that one actually does come I, out soon. Yeah, I'm I, I I'm getting that so. Cool. I'm gonna be. I I, I like. I really yeah. loved 3D Land back in the day. Like that made my, one yeah. of my game of the year lists mm-hmm. uh, back in like 2012 or something. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Like I, it's fine. It's time for me to finally play that. Yeah. 3D World builds on 3D Land in a really nice, good yeah. way. Yeah. I think it exhaustively explores that space in a way that's, um, nice and fun. Like in the way it keeps building and building, and it has like fucking four different. <laughs> special post-game worlds that just get completely wild hard (laughs) it's just delicious good good um here can i read some my wii u library back in the day brett sure yeah we had captain toad's treasure tracker mario kart 8 splatoon which also takes place in the mario universe super mario 3d world super mario maker oh my god super mario maker and yoshi's woolly world i have yoshi's crafted and then i also had God, it was just like an ocean of things that are Mario adjacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like that's very funny. That's like I'm saying. That's pretty much my Switch library too. Mm-hmm. Cool. God, I've got I've I've cleared five of the eight games on my Switch Konami Arcade Collection. Hey, that's there you game. go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Cool. cool. Uh, anything else Where about uh, Captain Toad? I guess the one thing I, that kind of bugged me about Captain Toad is that it. I still felt it sometimes its roots as a mini game or sometimes a lot of the mm. levels are like you finish it and go, okay, that was, that was cute, mm-hmm. but like not super satisfying. And it's one of those things where I think like mm-hmm. more theming of the worlds would have gone a long way to right. making it feel like an adventure instead of just, it's so random. Like, mm. like mm. just like you have no idea what's coming up next. And sometimes that works where it's like, oh, now there's a Donkey Kong themed level. Like with the arcade music, and that's right. really cute. That's cool. But like a, a lot of the time, where it's just like, okay, now you're in a desert, now you're in a jungle, now you're you know in space. It's just like, it's a little too chaotic. To yeah, really like, feel it like it maybe could have used a bit of consistency. Yeah, but that's kind of Nintendo in general. So they yeah. don't want to have they want that no. kind of stuff. They don't theming. want any kind of theming, like anything that might come close to resembling a theme or a story. And Shigeru Miyamoto literally has to be airlifted <laughs> to the next, to, to the to the nearest immediate hospital because he's gone into coronary <laughs> shock. 
Somebody mentioned the words. They make fun games. Somebody mentioned the word story once, and the dude had to be fucking carted out on a stretcher. It's ridiculous. That's that's Captain Toad. I feel bad at how much Captain Toad. I feel bad at how much the Captain Toad section became the Nintendo hate section because it is so nice. I mean, I think Nintendo got a lot of love here because we did talk up a lot of the good things. So it's it's fine. It's fine. Mm. So it's a, I feel like Nintendo is Nintendo. You're not going to change their mind. Yeah, like that. Like you you kind of know what you're getting into <laughs> yeah. with them at this point. Yeah. They're so, like they're mm-hmm. weird, but they're a known weird quantity. But I think the game delisting stuff fucking sucks. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, just there's no excuse. There's no, there's you can't rationalize yeah. it at all. Like it was really just seeing that Mario sixty four Mario thirty five thing at AG, AG, yeah, AG. AG and like truly not remembering that game was set to die mm-hmm. because it does take so much like having this honest like oh no <laughs> moment of like wait are they like that a little distressing yeah most distressing There's... game of 2020 <laughs> <laughs> i just got i just got raven's joke in the chat we didn't listen when they released mario run it was a hint that they're going to pull a logan's run <laughs> that's pretty good so, so mario Mario 35 set to die carousel. That's pretty good. <laughs> Red, who's going next? Mario Maker is dying too. Okay. What is okay? The intensity in the final match of Mario 35, though. Oh, absolutely. For once you die, you die forever. Yeah, the game is deleted. <laughs> It's worth it just for that. Just for that one moment. (laughs) The most consequential, inconsequential Mario play ever. The final person gets a physical copy of the game. Only they they can can have it. If they try and copy it, Doug Bowser comes to their house and actually shoots them in the back of the head. (laughs) Now, now I want them to do like a Mario Thirty Five tournament that is just like single elimination, all players involved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John, what's next? Good. Yeah. Um, well, I've just got one little thing. One um, little thing. I so last one little thing, one little cute thing. Just you know, we talk about fun games here. We talk, about, talk about fun, fun things. Games. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about games that are fun. Exactly. Um, so last time I talked, I had played through all of Doom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, this is the end of my action binge. Yeah. Um, like, there's no more Doom. Down. There's no more Doom. Mm-hmm. It's over. Like, what, what more? What, what, what can you do? Well, you know, I found, I thought that I'd finished Doom, but it turns out there's actually quite a lot of Doom out there. Wait. Y'all didn't know. Wait, what? They made more than one yeah, Doom? Yeah, there's more than just Doom. There's more than... Do- there's a Doom, there's a Doom two. What? Huh. What? Um, is it like also, a fan? Is it a fan re- game or something? Or... But that's not even what I played. I play they 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 re-released Doom called the Ultimate Doom, and they put a fourth episode in there. And it's just what? right there in the game. Huh. And that's it. That's it. There's any, there isn't any more than that. Okay. Um, but it's still okay. a lot more than I expected. So that's exciting. Um, huh. So what I did, and it took me like two fucking weeks was <laughs> beat 
the fourth episode of Doom, Thy Flesh Consumed. Oh, man. Because, because this episode is really, really fucking hard. Oh, yeah, as it turns yeah, like, out. The, yeah, like, I love that when, when people crash from episodes, like, when, when you see first-timers play through the Doom, through Ultimate Doom, and they, they hit that, uh, like, they finish episode three, and they jump to four not knowing that it was released after Doom 2. Where they, where their, where their map making, making chops were just ridiculous, so that that like mm-hmm. all of that, all of that knowledge backported to Doom One and, and an entirely new episode. These levels are fucking devious. Oh, they are devious. The first one starts off, and it's it's so compact. The very first episode, the very first level. Okay, you're just pistol starts, and then. So many enemies crammed into like this little <laughs> this little area, and then you just walk to a certain part of the map that you need to walk to, and then more start teleporting in. Yeah, and then you walk, and you finally get to the key, and then you walk around, and then a Baron of Hell teleports in <laughs> behind you. And this oh, is which this was is, the, this is from a pistol start, from a pistol start, and again this was. That was the boss of the first episode. Of the episode, first episode, two yeah. two Baron of Hells. There were two Barons of Hell. And you fight them on their own with no nothing else. Um, they're, they're, and they're they keep spawning more, in more. They're a much more common enemy when you jump up to ultraviolence uh, from episode two on, uh, just so you're aware. Oh, boy. Like, like they're not... Like, good, like good. Barons of Hell are not rare enemies once you jump up to ultraviolence. That is, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. I will say, like, Doom episodes one through three... I, I thought they were pretty easy. I, like the way I just played it was I did it without saving. Yeah. So I, yeah if I died, it's... then I would start the episode, the start the level over from a pistol. Yeah. And then if I just beat the level with without dying, then I'd be like, all right. I know. Um. I think the the challenge run that sounds most satisfying to me would probably be as like an end goal would be ultra violence pistol starts. Um, Ooh. Woo! That's that's that's, and that's, that's a mighty tall combined. order. <laughs> I don't know, because Pistol Starts in Vanilla Doom was pretty easy. Like, I, I got through it pretty quickly. I chewed through a lot of those episodes, um, even when I had to do it from the from scratch, um, mm-hmm. in, like, two or three days. I'm not uh, saying it's impossible. I'm just saying Ultraviolence is a kick up. Mm-hmm. The, the thing I can imagine being tedious is if it's just, well, now you don't have enough ammo, and now you have to punch everything. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I suspect that a lot of it comes down to that, and I, I'm going to have to think about <laughs> if, that, if that's something it's I want to do. Some of it comes with. down to that. It's mostly just, hey, like these enemy placements are very mean. See, that sounds great. I'm so here for that. And, and like, okay, be very thoughtful about your ammo consumption yeah, yeah like I maybe um, want to maybe want to worry a little more about where I'm spending those rockets. Mm-hmm. Um so that's the that's the dream. Right, right. <laughs> for regular Doom. Then I jumped up to this one and I was like, oh, this is a kick in the balls. <laughs> um because I thought the first step mission was really hard and I was like, okay, I've I've adjusted. And then the second <laughs> mission took me like almost two hours or something over multiple days. Um, for just the one mission. And I like knew that and I just knew that mission. <laughs> <laughs> so those maps so closely i found a bunch of the secrets and i was just because i just kept playing it without saving and it there was like 12 minutes long if you're like meticulously killing enemies and then 
also because you're killing hellbarons with a shotgun. So you're like, okay, I'm going to get in a safe spot and then snipe this guy with a shotgun for 20 hits. No, across John, the room. John, no, that's no, don't do that. No, don't play with a shotgun okay. like that. Don't do that. Get dude. Barons of hell. They're, 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 they're deceptive. Like they're not a hard enemy. Just strafe around them and keep your shotgun on. That's all you got to do. They'll go down in four to seven hits, depending on how many, depending on how the pellets come out. Because the the pellet, uh, the pellet spread on the shotgun um, and the ways that that damage gets calculated is a little random. But it takes four to seven shotgun shells uh, to take down a Baron of Hell. Okay. Don't do that from a That's distance. That's good to know. Does, also, does also, that makes a lot more sense. Also, don't hold. A lot of people make this mistake. Uh, when you get the chain gun, fire it in bursts. Don't fire it continuously because it starts losing accuracy over time. Interesting. I yeah, burst that. fire That'd that some bitch. Burst fire it. You'll save a lot of These ammo are good that tricks way. For when those are two These tips are that will tricks. probably save you a lot of ammo going forward. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Now, circle strafing around um, hell barons while they are on tiny walkways <laughs> over lava. Um, that's not the just, most helpful advice out there. That's just um, something you get used to doing the more you play. Like I've played Doom forever, so yeah, I like I can I can circle strafe <laughs> on really tight fucking on tight footing. Uh, but if you were trying to snipe at barons of hell on flat ground from like 20,000 years away uh no get up in that guy's face just give it to him don't be okay. afraid don't let him push <laughs> Good, you back because because that's the most tedious thing is like figuring out okay it seems like i have to play this slow now no but if there's wait. a way to speed up those encounters that's good go get in there get in there and strafe like just time your movement like you see them that like they'll hold their arm up and you see their arm go forward you are moving to the right that fireball is not going to hit you mm -hmm. and then just do that when there are three of them on the same small walkway yeah easy easy peasy <laughs> Okay, I'll just do that. <laughs> we'll get you rocket. We'll get. We'll get you. Just you can just skip him entirely by rocket jumping, John. It's fine. Okay, of course. Um, easy game for babies. I don't easy know why game I was so, for why I got babies. So caught up on this. So I'm at the end of this 12 minute fucking level, and then a cyber demon pops up and it starts stomping everywhere. It's so and good. Like, I don't know how to. I don't know how to deal with this. How do you? Why deal are you with doing that? this to me? Cyber me, like, demon is just a normal enemy after episode three. I know that's that is the big big baddie boss from the end of episode two. Yeah, and honestly, it's it's the most climactic boss fight in the vanilla game probably. Yep. Um, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> so I get through that. And then the next, and then I breeze through the next, like, three levels. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, okay, I know this game. I'm fine. I just take it slow. I made it through the levels. I shot everything. I found secrets. Found, got, I had all my nice weapons. And then I got to E4M6, um, which is another one where you, ha where you have to run across lava. And it <laughs> is very, M6. unlike, unlike, um, the climactic episode game mission of, um, episode three, it is very stingy with suits that let you run across lava harmlessly. Mm. Um, so I ended multiple, like 10 minute runs of this mission Ugh. by like, well, 
I don't have any suits. Let's make a run for it. I'm going to die now. And mm-hmm. then I die. <laughs> and then you get to, and I keep going. And then I get to the end of this mission. And then there's a cyber demon in this mission too. And you have to fight it while not falling in lava. And it's like 12 minutes of level. I like got it down to a science was getting through this level. And it takes like 12 minutes. I found every secret in the level. Mm-hmm. Um, I found the BFG, I found the invulnerability sphere, and I still died like three times to the cyber demon at the end. And then, in, unlike this one, you have to kill the cyber demon if you want to progress. <laughs> and then I open the mission, and then a pinky demon rushes at me, and I'm like, nice! oh, thanks, kill. And then I killed it. Just like, oh. okay, yeah, you need, this is the level that needed that. Thank you. There's such a nothing enemy, but they can catch you off guard. It's so funny. <laughs> oh my god. And then I did get through the last two levels pretty quickly. The last the last level has like a very long gauntlet of regular enemies and then you fight two spider demons, which I mm. thought was a like fun yeah. fun culmination. Um because Vanilla Doom was pretty easy, I found a lot of joy in playing well basically kind of felt like a lost levels yeah, version of Doom. Basically like what that is, you know, like if if that's kind of like if you're just going from episode three into episode four, it basically is that kind of same experience, I think. Mm-hmm. Just like deep just like I think use use the right word, it's devious. Oh yeah. And it's so much and it's much more strict. Um and I think the where you really have to, instead of just kind of wandering the, the dungeon mazes, um, shooting enemies and finding your way through, most of the maps in episode four are, you are going to plot out <laughs> the absolute correct path. You're going to find the ammunition that you need. You've got th- this gun here. You're going to wait to use this suit until you've gotten to this point, And then you're going to use this invulnerability spirit at this point. Um, and it was very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, it was probably my the most fun I had with the game was this episode. Nice. Um, I don't think I, I think I mentioned like it doesn't feel like a um, thematic culmination the way Inferno does. No, no. Um, so it de- it definitely feels like it sh- it belongs as kind of its own thing. Yeah. Um, but I deeply enjoyed it <laughs> as much as it pissed me off over and over. <laughs> I had a great fucking time with it. God. Yeah, like that's Doom, baby. I really fucking love Doom, y'all. Yeah, Doom, Doom is. Um, I did start good. Doom too. I did start Doom too. Mm-hmm. Um, about eight missions in, and that one starts off like, oh, okay, it's more Doom. This is fun. I'm enjoying this. And then the way that game shows its hand is so fun, mm. <laughs> because you get to the point where, um, you. You, you, where they, in, they, the way they introduce two of the new enemies is very, where it's just one big map, and I don't even know their names yet. There's mini spy, spider demons, mm-hmm. and then the mission after that, where there are basically armies of imps, um, and an army. There's one mission where there is an army of like twenty or thirty hell barons with a cyber demon behind it, and you walk into the room and you immediately see. <laughs> Rocket launcher, two <laughs> vulnerability spheres. <laughs> Have fun. Like, Have fun. And it's like, 
but it's not quite enough. You still have to be thoughtful because you need those rocket launcher things for other missions down the line. See, you want to be thoughtful and try to kill as many of them with infighting as you can. There you go. That's um, the whole like I th- people don't mm-hmm. utilize infighting a lot as much as they should in Doom, or they would be a lot more successful strafing around enemies, getting them pissed off at each other, and then letting them thin their own numbers out is super mm-hmm. vital, especially in maps like that. That's- Mm-hmm. Especially in Doom 2's um, armies there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so the, the way that, like I said, the way it shows its hand is very funny to me. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited to see where the rest of it goes. I think um, um, I know that I've, I've read enough discourse <laughs> about <laughs> Doom and Doom episodes and Doom level designs to kind of have some preconceptions on how Doom 2 evolves from Doom 1 or devolves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested, I'm excited to see how it kind of shapes up from my perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, so far, I think it's pretty fun. It does introduce chain gunners. And oh, chain gunners! Like, the, 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 the surefire way to add difficult every Doom modder to add difficulty, <laughs> I want to add instant difficulty to your map, add chain gunners. There you go. Instant hit, instant fucking hit scan enemies that uh, they, but like, uh-huh. as soon as they appear, yeah, they just fucking hose you. And then, yeah, because the two weakest enemies in Doom 1 are the only hit scan enemies outside of the spider demon. Yeah. You only see one of. Yeah. So it's fine. There's like, there's shotgunners and there's guys with rifles. And, um, and it's just like, oh, cool. Not, not a problem. But then the chain gunners come. Everything's and, stronger than. Yeah. Yeah. Everything stronger than the shotgunner has a has a weight on the projectile. Yeah. But then Doom Two is like, mm, we're gonna have these bad boys. Oh, um, they're so bad. Oh, I hate them so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, okay, I see. And they are uh, not afraid to throw. Um... They are not afraid to throw globs of them at you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Super shotgun feels real good. Oh, fucking yeah, it does. Super, Super shotgun, shotgun is real good. Super shotgun is a shit. Good god. Because regular shotgun is already the most fun weapon for me. Yeah, it, it hits a lot of enemies in like one hit, mm-hmm. um, and when you land it, it's so satisfying. Oh yeah. Um, I did most of my playing just like, I'll save the other weapons and I'll default to the shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in and then once you get to Doom Two, and it's like. Okay, so they're introducing bigger, meaner enemies. They're introducing a lot more kind of Hellbaron-esque yeah. enemies, like the Revenants. And the oh, God, Revenants? Fucking, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got some fu- more. Cool design. Yeah, there are a lot of good... Uh, I, I like the the new enemies they added for Doom 2. Uh, they're good stuff. Yeah, I like them, too. Inside the chain. Outside the chain. So, beside the chain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Revenants are great. Um, uh, Archviles. Arch- Wait till you meet Archviles. Are Archviles the really big, the really big fat ones with the big projectile weapons? No, I met, no, I'm... no. Okay. Interesting. Archviles. Okay. Archviles play by a, a different rule set that is just like, oh, I, <laughs> this is going to suck. Oh yeah, pain elementals Excellent. are garbage too. Fuck pain elementals. God, <laughs> they're so bad. Oh, are they the one that vomit out the? They the vomit out lost souls. They vomit out lost souls, and they explode yeah. when they die. And the explosion is as strong as a rocket launcher, so you can't be close to them. 
Oof. There's so many. And they generally many... shoot out one more. Yeah, lost and soul. they yeah they shoot out one to three more lost souls when they die. Yeah, there's like one room in Doom one where you get a BFG and then it locks you in a room with infinitely spawning or seemingly infinitely spawning um, pinkies, and that killed me the first time, and it's right before the exit. <laughs> I was like, oh. A lot of people use like the, the only a lot infinitely of people, spawning bit. A lot of game, people use the BFG wrong, too. Uh, they, they don't pay attention to how the, 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 the tracers on that weapon work. But what you want to do is you want to hit something and keep, like, your field of view trained on what you're going to hit. Because the ray of the BFG, it hits the first target and then shoots out, like, 16 rays outward. In the direction you're looking. So always keep the things that you want to kill on screen because that's how the ray works. Cool. There you go. You know. Look at you. Look, I've made you a Doom Master. I know, right? Yeah. So the other Doom after Doom 2, um, I lied, there's more Doom. What? Um, there's Master what? Levels for Doom 2. Oh, fuck the Master Levels. Those are miserable. <laughs> I hate the master levels. They are just exercises in tedium and pain. <laughs> there is um, Final Doom. And this is the one that gets a lot of, um, I think, attention from like the artsy-fartsy. Yeah, Final Doom. To. I also am not a big fan of Final Doom. Mm, that's uh, the, it's so, TNT mm, Evolution and the mm, Plutonia Experiment. Yeah, those were, those were um, wads created by... Um, the the uh, two 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 Damn, separate right? two separate teams and then like id bought them and kind of made them into one like game huh. yeah yeah plutonia um, so is fucking misery packs, the... so the way the way it sounds to me is that if episode four is the lost levels doom it sounds like <laughs> plutonia is more like i want to be the guy doom <laughs> Yeah, like, there's just a lot of, like, uh, I, there's no fucking way I could have saw that coming. <laughs> Back <laughs> to the start, luck. let's do it again. Oh, cool, the monster closets are just always at my back, and there's always chain gunners in them. Fantastic. That's exactly what I was thinking of. It was just chain gunners popping up out of closets was what I heard people yeah. complaining about. Yeah, like, you get, Delicious. there's so, there's so many instances of where you will cross a line, you will hear a door, it's behind you, and it's a chain gunner, and you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a, that's like that's the scariest sound in Doom Two is when you you are walking and you randomly hear, uh oh, a door yep. opened, I'm <laughs> fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much. All right, so I said Master. There's Doom sixty four, of course, and I think that's it. Mm. All of them was Doom episode four, Final Doom, Master <laughs> Levels Doom Two, Doom sixty four. So that's the I that's am... that is the complete official load out until you can, and then you get to doom three doom three resurrection and then they skip two and then there's doom 64 yeah <laughs> doom 64 is cool it's a little like i think it can be a little boring at times um because they mm -hmm. they, they axed a few um enemy types because they couldn't fit them in um so it kind of mm. like it, it it takes a bit of the edge but, but but like the level design and what they were able to do with lighting and that engine uh they were doing things with that engine and, and, and the way that they programmed it at the time that it was just it was a technological marvel and it was weird that it was just like in 1997 doom is like a technical touchstone again that was so weird cool cool but that, that's a great game i, think, I um, love doom i seemed... love doom 64 so 
Yeah, and it's on Steam now, right? Yeah, it's four bucks. Like, there's no reason not to. That's crazy. I'll probably go grab that. That must feel so um, I different think that... from the N64. Yeah, um, it definitely does. Um, I play Having played this game and owning it, I'm playing it on a controller for a number of years. It was like, yeah, this was a very hard video game. Uh, but it was designed with that in mind as well, so the enemies don't react quite as fast. Like they they, they took they took that note from the the PlayStation version where enemies uh, they're not as aggressive, and like when they spot you, they don't immediately attack you. Uh, there's like a small grace mm. period kind of built into the design, uh, knowing that somebody with a controller is not going to be as adept as somebody with a mouse and keyboard. So yeah, I think it's still smart. Yeah, I think um, it seems like Doom 2, uh, maybe Master Levels, um, definitely Plutonia. Um, it seems like they go farther in the direction of weird, ta- episode 4, weird, taxing, dense combat gauntlets. Um, and and, and like... just really convoluted progress through levels at times. That's just what... Okay. I don't know how I would to think of, like... Some of the logic behind some of those later Doom 2 levels, and especially like when you get into Plutonia okay. and shit, I'm just like, I this isn't fun because I'm just, I'm completely lost, and nothing you're doing with the level design is helping me figure out what I need to do. Gotcha. Yeah, the only thing I run into with that in Doom 2 is when I know I need to lower a platform yeah. to get to this key, and there's a switch, and the switch seems to do nothing. And then on the floor next to the switch is an unmarked small box. Um, and then it turns out the solution was to step on top of the small box. And that lowered yeah. that. Lowered that's a line. Point. There is a line definition there that you have to cross. Like, that's the thing. Like, you start, like, when you when mm-hmm. you play Doom, you start learning about things like, what's a line def? And it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's what's causing things to happen now is it's just this invisible switch that I walked past that made a thing happen always yep. listen for like something that sounds like a door opening because it's either a door opened a wall moved or a platform shifted mm-hmm. so that's all of the doom that's out there and once i've run out of that then there's no more there's doom. no more doom no more it's <laughs> like that's it yeah um no more doom and then no more first person shooters in this style it's yeah, just doom it's and then very <laughs> weird it. it's very weird yeah, like you had, like you went um, from Doom. Oh, I guess there's Dusk. That's it. Yeah, Dusk is pretty good, but it's just riffing on Doom. Because then you, you mm-hmm. like, we had Doom, uh, nothing and else. it was a first person shooter, and then we had Call of Duty. And like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Boom. Like, it's a total. Wait, different... y- y- y'all forgot Goldeneye, obviously. What's oh, that? Oh, Halo. There's other first person shooters. Right. What are, what are you talking oh. about? <laughs> I like this weird alternate reality you're trying to make up. It sounds fun, but. Um, you mean like Nightfire? That came, 007 Nightfire for GameCube? That came out after yeah, uh, that was, Call of Duty. That right? came out of Call of Duty, though, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm, I can see a future where I spiral out from Doom into Wolfenstein and into other DOS, cool DOS stuff. Um, and that's a very bright and nice future. But that wasn't the future that I went down for the rest of my week. But we can go over <laughs> We'll go over that <laughs> oh, next boy. session. That'll be uh, fun. Cool. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. I also oh, and I um I I finally learned. I I played a little bit more Mushihime Sama, uh-huh. and this was just really nice because I got to a point where there was like, 
rings of bullets getting shot at you and the first time i got there and the 10th time i got there i was like this is impossible there's no way to dodge this there's no way to see this coming it's all what? chance like why are why are the bullets so fast i know because and then like 20th try or so it's like are they moving slower what's going on rank and i was on training and the same rank it wasn't rank it was I, they just looked they just looked a little slower to me well I was that familiar it, with them. Is this one of those one of those where it's got like five different versions of the game? I was playing on the exact same training mode at the exact same rank. I promise. No, 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 no. It's See, like there are like five versions of Mushihime-sama, and is this the? Is yes, this, I'm is playing this... the. Because one of them, oh, one right. of one of one of the versions is literally bullets are twenty percent faster. That's the thing we did. One of the versions is okay, just. I'm playing. Oh, there's 1.0, there's a ranged, there's 1.5. I'm playing 1.0 original. Okay, okay. Because I know one of those versions is literally... I'm pretty sure I'm playing the... Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. that's rough. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm playing as close to the arcade version as possible. And, and I learned a bunch of level 4, too. And it's like, I'm only three hours of playtime, and I feel like I've learned a big chunk of this game, and that's exciting. Because, like, so level 4 is basically, like, yeah, you know, like, you get to level 3, and that's basically where cave shooters stop being fun. <laughs> No, it's 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 cool because um, most of it is just you got to figure out how to um, aim the enemies and manage the enemies. Mm -hmm. It's most it is mostly not just like level three. There's like two or three parts where there's just a very fast bullet pattern, right? Um, to dodge. Mm -hmm. For the most part, it's just I need to figure out where to where to move my character to get these aim bullets going where I want them to where I can also be shooting the enemies down. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's the same basic interaction as in like a lot of Toho stuff and whatnot. It's just a lot faster and stricter where if it seems like you're in an impossible situation, the solution is probably just adjust your play up to that point to, so that you don't get into that situation as opposed to it just being... It just don't be stupid. Yeah, as opposed to just learning how to stream, basically, in certain ways. Um, I mean, look, very, like, it's, it's, it's really a shooter. Fun. You I'm have to it. learn it. Like, as much as people want to, mm -hmm. like, big dick on the internet about, oh, I won't see seated in two hours. Man, shut up. Most people got to learn these. <laughs> these games have to be learned. It's going to take hours to figure out stages one through six. Not everybody's going to be able to do yep. it start to finish. Like, it's, a, it's like, come on. Like, it's fine. You're doing okay. Yeah, I'm just poking through it and then it's just narrowing it down to like okay what is the hard part mm -hmm. and then focusing on that and like focusing on figuring out what the problem is yeah and then once and then learning the rest of that around that and then stringing it all together down the line i i don't know how hard um i've seen all of stages one through four now mm -hmm. and stage five is the last one yeah so <laughs> how hard the whole thing is going to be is kind of kind of come down to that uh, but it's fun because i'm playing i'm playing a cave shooter and i'm actually engaging with it I haven't really done that much, so... Like, cave shooters Maybe. just kind of end up feeling a little too uniform and samey to me. Uh, I, I just cannot click with them for yeah. some reason. Mm -hmm. Well, this is the first time... I, I did play a bunch of Dodon Patchy, like, ten years ago. Yeah, um, like, Dodon Patchy is, like, the memory. one. Dodon Patchy is, like, the one. Mm. But this... this There's a good song in level four. I like the bug aesthetic. Um... <laughs> 
the the third level is all one big you're fighting it's one big battleship level it's that it's that but aspect, it's that, that like that that is level. a that is a very good shmup trope the best it's a very good yeah shmup like trope. the, the one stage the entire well. stage is a battleship that is always going to be a jam Mm-hmm. and it rules in this one too mm. and um so if the so there, it feels like there's more of a progression than there was in Dodon Pachi, which felt right like six levels that yeah failed, it's, that felt the same yeah yeah you're not wrong. Mushihime Sama doesn't feel like that, and and just poking at all the others, they at the very least have a lot of wildly different um, uh, soundscapes, sound moods. Oh yeah, like yeah. Dang- Dangan Feveron, I think has like. I don't know, a disco movie. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. I think that cave games are really good at having unique identities. Like, they are so good at mm-hmm. giving their games, like, a unique feel and, and, and sense of place, sense of character. Like, they're just, they're also wildly different. Yeah. And I don't think you get that impression from Don Pachi as much, because that's maybe one of the most samey. Yeah, it's very like, hey, I'm a military shooter kind of thingy. Here's planes and, yeah. and tanks. I'm I'm ghost pilot mm-hmm. basically. Versus, yeah, versus we're psychic. We're psychic. Psychic um, school children, or yeah, we're a bug. We're riding on a beetle, shooting bugs. Yeah. Um. Or it's disco in space. I want to get back to uh, or I, whatever the hell Ketsui's doing be, by being just the most intimidating like, presence. Who the fuck developed Mars in the Ma- universe? Who the fuck developed Mars Matrix? They were they Mars had... Matrix was not cave. I don't know. No, who it, was. it wasn't cave. But man, that's they they did some cool shit. That's a game I need to one cc. No, I've never I've never touched. It's Takumi who um. Oh, okay. Takumi. Okay. They've done a lot of stuff, but. Takumi seems like one of the ones that um, people that really like Cave really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's this is um, feels like the entry point that I was waiting for because I've dabbled with Dodonpachi, I dabbled with Ketsui, and now right, it's like right, 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 right. Oh, I'm clicking with one of these finally. Gigawang. Gigawang. The, <laughs> so, so basically, action binge is over. Um, this is just the the last spurts. Of that to, mm-hmm. from from death, it's like okay. Here's the the little epilogue. It's in its twilight years of the of the holiday action binge. Yeah. Um, week seven. No, not, not more like week five. Um, so I'm having a good time. Cool. And that's my segment. Nice. I got a segment. Polly, I got a segment that fits Tell me. fits right into this right into really this conversation. Fit. Like we fit could right we didn't in. did not plan this. It just happened. Boom! Mm-hmm. Played me a shmup. I know. Oh. I know. I said. I know. I said. La- I know. I said that. Like the last time we were together, I'd kind of felt like I had reached the end of my shmup things. But I was just like, as I was going around and clearing out my hard drive, because I was just like, I'm done with these for now, so I'm gonna uninstall. I still had one. Like I got to the end of the list and was like, wait a minute, I didn't play that one. Holy crap! Ooh. I need to go play Ooh. this. Thing. I need to play this here shmup because if I don't. It's it, it gonna be sad. It's going back to the pile. I don't want to send it back to the pile. And make Nobody it cry. Wants to go back to the pile. Not back to the pile. I can't send you back to the pile. You got a cute little girl on your title screen. Everything. I ain't gonna make her cry. I can't do that. Don't put that blood on her. And there's a down. There you go. So I played a Toho fan game. 
Ooh. Play a Toho fan game called Ephemeral Unnatural Balance. Huh. Uh, this is a fan game. Uh, uh, this was uh, gifted to me by Gash86 in 2019 for Christmas, I think. Mm. So, big thanks to our good pal in Germany. Uh, he's always there. He's, like, he's always got, like, he's got the Toho Rex. If you need some Toho Rex, that boy's got you some Toho Rex. Uh, so I am a- in awe of his his ability to basically only play Toho fan he's games. Real good. That or that or just mod whatever he's playing into a Toho game. Like I know he does that with Civ. I did that too. Civ yeah. is very good. Has he played, oh, wait, has he played Doom Toho? Probably. It would not surprise me. Uh so this is a fan game I think that originated on the ShrineMaiden.org forums and hmm. um I think it took cool. a team like six years to make. Um, the first prototype was in twenty. What's it called? One more time. Uh, Ephemeral Unnatural Balance. Um, okay. It was made in uh, Danmakufu, which is a game making engine that lets you make your own Danmaku games. And it's Ooh. the first Danmakufu game to appear on Steam. So it's just breaking all kinds of cool. barriers. Um, but uh, this is a Toho game where. The, 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 the idea that they had making it was <clears throat> we want to make a game that's just all of the unnamed mid-boss characters uh, in, in, in all the Toho games. <laughs> we just want there to be all of these nameless nobody characters. Um, but I guess at some point they got to a point to where they, they, well, I guess there aren't as many of those as we thought, so we need to kind of play around with the, with, with the idea a little more. Uh, but it still sticks to this idea of, 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 of uh, mostly like weaker bosses and unnamed mid-bosses. Um, and the story is that uh, the balance in Gensokyo has shifted. And for some reason, all of these weak characters are now actually the strongest and most dangerous characters in Gensokyo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so like Cherno is finally the strongest. <laughs> Except, no, sure not. except she's, she's not. Surprised. Except she's not. <laughs> because because nameless mid bosses are the stronger ones, if we will remember. So Cherno mm. is the mid boss of her own stage, while Diose <laughs> is the main boss. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a real cool idea. Uh, but they play and riff on this story. Um, and, and you got we, we we got three playable characters. Rhett, I'm gonna test your Toho knowledge. Oh my god! I want okay. you, I'm gonna name a character, okay. and I'm, I I want to see if you know them. Kasen oh, okay. Ibaraki. Yes. Okay. She's the pink hair Oni with only one arm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. She is. She is. Uh, she is a playable in this game, and she's the character that I only know from Labyrinth of Toho too. Uh, because she was a backbone of my party for the entire game. Mm. Um, <laughs> she started in one of the manga. Yeah, yeah. I don't think she's really been in official games. Yeah, so that's kind of like where you're getting at. Okay. Um, Rinosuke Morichika. Yeah, he's the shopkeeper dude. He's the only guy in Gensokyo. And, and that. <laughs> I, I posted a fun little um, video. <laughs> Apparently he is not actually playable. He's not actually playable. <laughs> It's some other character. <laughs> I forgot her name because I, I did not play as her. I just I uh, got to that scene uh, and uh, I chose to play as Renosuke. I saw that scene, literally fell out of my chair laughing because I did not. I I wasn't expecting it. 
<laughs> because you Labyrinth... genuinely thought there were three playable characters. I genuinely thought they were going to let you play as Renosuke because Labyrinth of Toho, like they they have Renosuke in the party. So I was like, okay, fine. Like fan games use Renosuke, and then no, he just gets fucking blown the fuck out of the out of the goddamn game ten seconds in. It's great. Uh, but there's another character I can't remember who she is. Um, I need to look it up. But it's... Um, but okay, okay, another character. Uh, Rin Satsuki. Oh my god. Okay, I think this one. I think this was a character that was going to be in Embodiment of Scarlet Devil. Go. Good job. So those you that, that shit. So yeah, like Kasen and, and Rin Satsuki are like the two main characters that I played as, and then there's another character who I literally can't remember. Like I didn't. I don't know that I even played her. Um, so I can't remember her name. Um. <clears throat> Um, so, so this is basically just a, a really solid, hey, we, we, we like the thing that Zune does and we want to make our own, uh, and it's got a, like this cool twist and they're putting cool. a lot of character into it. Um, uh, the art is really fucking cute. Uh, I really love their character designs. Like they, they, they reworked, uh, some characters. I, like there's a really cute, uh, Momiji design. I love this Momiji. Yeah. The Momiji yes. they made, like she's masked, masked up a little bit. Uh, this is very, very cute. Um, uh, but, but it's like, Hey, we made a really solid one of these. Um, so every Toho games got like a gimmick. Uh, like, it's gonna, like, here's how you score, or here's a different way to, like, power up and stuff. So this game's got its own, and it's one of the most satisfying ones, uh, because it's so well-balanced. Like, they, they really, really thought out this gimmick. Uh, the gimmick is Discord, um, and do either of you kind of remember, like, Ten Desires trance mode kind of thing, where, like, you would go into a trance? Yes. That, and that it's right. and it's just like but 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 this is like two hundred and fifty thousand times cooler uh, than trance. Uh, so you, okay. you you collect you you collect point pickups from killing enemies, uh, and that raises a special gauge. And it passively, like it does things like it increases put your pickup point values, uh, and it lowers the point of collection on the screen, so you can go up to like thirty percent of the screen and suck everything in. Uh, instead of having to go up to like eighty percent, you know, the top twenty percent of the screen, like cool. you can just you can get it down pretty low, so that you never have to make any kind of uh, risky maneuvers to like do a lot of scoring. So you can see that this is like a gimmick that's leaning really heavy into scoring. Um, mm-hmm. So when you're above forty percent Discord, you can activate Discord mode. Which turns the screen colors inverse. You can you can actually turn that off if it's annoying. I think oh, I, I think it makes <laughs> things a little too hard to see. Um, so um, and what that does is it deletes bullets immediately within your vicinity. It doubles your shot power. Uh, and the longer that you are in this mode, and it's cumulative. So even when it's off, like you still retain the progress. You build life pieces the longer that you're in it. So, like, anytime you pop out, if you've, if you've accumulated life pieces, which, you know, like, that's how you gain extra lives in Toho games now, is you basically build your extra lives. It starts out at, like, four, and then you need six for your next life, and then ten. 
but this uh, this is a, uh, a way that like the longer you stay in this mode, like you can build up to three at a time. And then as soon as you pop out, then like three will just pop out of your character and you just go grab them. Um, nice. Nice. <clears throat> so, 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 um, and uh, it auto bombs on death at the cost of two bombs. Even if you only have one bomb. So nice. it's, so it's, a, it's cool. a very powerful tool. Um, the downsides, uh, and I think the downsides make it interesting, uh, are that uh, enemy bullet speed goes up by about 20%. Oh. Uh, the patterns of the bullets Ooh. fired at you also change, cool. as do bullet types. <laughs> so, like, say some patterns have those annoying little pellet bullets. Those little fuckers suck. I don't know if I'm the only one that thinks, but there's these little fucking rice <laughs> pellet bullets. They're super tiny. They're like three by three. They're annoying little pieces of shit. But if you run into a pattern that has those, you can pop Discord, and as the enemy sends out its next wave, it might be a better be a better bullet type that you can deal with or know how to stream through better. So you can actually like like it's not always a detriment to have to deal with faster moving bullets. Um uh, unlike trance, you can also deactivate it. So, it, mm. but you have to. Mm. So it's it's you can deactivate it either by bombing, which gets you out of it immediately, or three seconds, and then you can pop out of it for no cost at all. So it's this constant like back and forth of hopping in and out of Discord that. Like, it's how you build your life pool. It's how you run the score up. It's how you can change patterns. Like, like it's worth doing patterns out of Discord and in Discord to see how they change. Um, because the bullet types or the way the patterns work, like, like faster bullets through some patterns might actually make the pattern mm -hmm. easier to deal with. And it, you can yeah. sort of tailor the game to your own strengths and weaknesses. Um, and, and I just found that super... Uh, 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 it's super engaging. Uh, like, you're always kind of wanting to play with this. And I think the thing with Toho gimmicks is, like, I rarely want to play with the gimmicks because they're either convoluted or entirely based on score, and I don't really play Toho games for score that much. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or they're just too convoluted to fart with, um, or or mm -hmm. they don't really add much. Whereas this is just kind of like you're actively building, you know, other than something like the UFOs, because the UFO system is like it's like that's a really smart system uh, for doing what they need. You know? Yeah. So, but this this mm -hmm. feels similarly thought out, where you're actively rewarded for engaging with it as much as you possibly can because there's, like, spell card bonuses for finishing patterns in Discord mode, which, again, grants you extra bomb pieces and life points. Um, it's just constantly, like, giving you the, 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 the incentive uh, to play with its gimmick in meaningful ways and to play around with bosses and to play around with parts of stages to see, like, what works in Discord, what doesn't. Okay, like, is this a place, like, maybe, like, I can run my lives up in the first half and not have to rely on it so much in the second half, uh, and that way I only have to use it to, like, erase bullets and panic bomb if I have to. Um, but just, this is just super 
fucking well put together. It's a really smart fan game that gets what this series is uh, from its tone, from the way it's written, from the bullet patterns, from the and, and, and there's some really really good boss encounters in this game that are gimmicky in really fun shmuppy ways. Um, they they play with the like. like the general idea of, of of Toho bosses, they don't all always follow the same format. Like, there's some playing around with them that's really interesting. Like, the Diose fight in particular is really interesting how it's just like, I, I don't think I've cool. seen, I don't think I've seen Toho do that. And then, like, Momiji and Aya have a, oh, have a spell, ca- have a spell card together that I was just like, oh my god, you're killing me. They literally are husband and wife. <laughs> But it's so good. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Um, man, like this is just like this is just as good as any uh, official mainline Toho game, I think. And I think that I enjoy this more than I have pretty much any actual Toho release, yeah. like in the last five years. God, when's the last time I legitimately? enjoyed a toho game did you literally enjoy ufo at least i like ufo is really hard for me to play because it's too busy for my eyes i love what it's doing great fairy wars yeah great fairy wars is probably the last one i played after ufo that's probably the cutoff yeah but like as far as like the mainline ones i mean like 13 was the the weird one (laughs) Yeah, ten, Desi- 10 Desires. Like, I liked 10 Desires on release, but then okay. the more I played 10 Desires, I realized, oh, you just literally have to play the game the same way every time. Like, you have to use Trance here always because there's no point in using Trance anywhere else because that gives you the most souls. And it's always the same. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I haven't played the new photography game. Um... Oh, that one. Was, I thought um, I like. I liked. I really liked Seventeen. They pull. Um, they basically mush together the UFO mm-hmm. idea with like, um, with basically like Crimson Clover break mode. Oh, is <laughs> this? Yeah, um, get like really strong. Is that Hidden Star and Four Seasons? Wily Beast and Wicked Creature. Okay, Wily Beast and Wicked. Okay, like as I have Hidden Star yeah. and Four yeah. Seasons. Hidden Star. Hidden Star and Four yeah, Seasons four, is also I, I way seasons... too busy. Like, Hidden Star and Four Seasons is way too busy for me. I can't keep up with it. Uh, it's too visually... I thought too Four Seasons was... <laughs> yeah. I thought Four Seasons was boring, but Wily Beast and Wicked Creatures really yeah. ap- really appeals to me. Okay, I'll have and to look at It's a little tricky. I, I still haven't cleared it. Yeah, I had... I, I... Also, it has a really, also, it has a really dope final boss with a dope gimmick. Uh, at the very end that I really that that was basically like just what I wanted out of like 14 mm. and 15 so I was like oh yay you did a you did a storytelling thing thank you nice. I appreciate that I, I've not snagged the 1cc on this yet I'm real fucking close mm-hmm. <laughs> like I was just like I had a heartbreaker of a moment of like oh, almost no. almost oh. having it um, I don't think that this is uh, as hard as some of the other mainline Toho games. I think if you play these games on normal, um, you will probably get a 1cc in this game. And pro- like, if you are at about my skill level, which I would say is I may be average to a little decent at these types of games. Like, I would say maybe eight hours to get a mm-hmm. 1cc if you just stick with it. Um, I'm playing as I, I, I'm and like I'm only playing cool. as Kassen because I like I, hey I know her she throws rocks at things it's fun 
That's what she like. That's her. That's her <laughs> shot in this game is just her throwing rocks at things. So that's cool. Wow, I'm, I'm cool with that. It's supposed to be a pretty quick throw. Yeah, it really is a quick throw. But and I think she's got the cutest character sprite. I like her the most. Oh, so cool. I looked up the third playable yeah, character. Very cute. Okay, who's the third playable character? The third playable character is Tokiko. Mm. She is a minor unnamed character who only appears in Curiosities of Lotus Asia Chapter One. Which, so that's a, like a text story that came out in 2004. Her only role is that she got <laughs> holy shit. Her only role is that she gets beaten up by Raymu. <laughs> Raymu beats her up and takes her money. Oh, that's so mean. She's she could have been like the final boss of this because she's like the most minor. That like character. that's the most minor you could probably be. Oh man. Yeah, like, I'm really, really having a lot of fun with this game. Uh, it caught me off guard oh, just how, like, just how, like, I mean, I guess official it feels. Like, like if you, if you released this and told me, like, it was a Zune game, like, I would totally believe it. Um, like, I don't think that the bullet patterns are quite as tight. Um, I, I don't, you know, they're not as pretty, they're not as flowy, but, but there's definitely that. Uh, same kind of eye for uh, detail and wanting to kind of put something real pretty on the screen, but also have it be really fun to dodge through. Um, this game has a lot of really fun patterns. It's got a solid practice mode where you can cool. practice stages and spell cards. Uh, we always need oh, that. That's nice. Like, like Imperishable Night had like the best fucking practice mode, and he's rarely ever replicated it. But uh, these fine folks have mm -hmm. replicated that. Basically, uh, you can practice every spell card on every difficulty right. and every stage on every difficulty you've played it on. So it's real good. Like, yeah, I I cannot, cool. I I can't recommend uh, this game enough. Uh, it's called again. It's Toho Ephemeral Unnatural Balance. Uh, it's like ten bucks, which I think is absolutely like that's a totally fair price for what you're getting out of this. Um, and it's on Steam. And it's on. It's Steam. a real game. It's a real game, so it's on Steam. Yeah. Very very good. Very very good. <laughs> It'll take a second to hit. <laughs> I didn't think we'd get there, but this episode mentioned Cloacas and Aya Shimamaru. Oh my god! <laughs> Son of a bitch! Fucking done with you people. Rhett! What have you been up to? Beyond. Rhett, what'd beyond, you do? Um, what'd you do? Uh, Captain Toad. That wasn't Captain Toad. I actually did a lot. Captain Toad was kind of supposed to be the. And then. It turned into the little Nintendo, Nintendo dunk session, <laughs> as we often do. Yeah, I think that's kind of like part of the brand now, is that yeah. we are Nintendo hostile, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, John, just laying it out there. Yes, I used to like these cute, fun games, and now I see them and go, trash, trash. <laughs> you spark no joy. You uh, spark I... no joy. <laughs> that's a throwback! I played a game that is very pretty. Oh, <laughs> called like... Ori okay. and the Will of the Wisps. Oh man! Oh, tell us about this. This surprised me because I thought you bounced off the first one. 
No, no, I definitely finished the first one. I have seven and a half hours on Steam. It's pretty short, apparently. Mm. But I, I definitely finished that one. Um, so the other day, Giant Bomb was doing, you know, their Game of the Year awards finally in, in January. <laughs> like, okay. I think I can forgive them given the fucking shitty 2020 everybody has. I know. I honestly, it makes more sense to me, like, give them a few more weeks to just, you know, fucking play everything. Yeah. And, like, and even then they still I didn't. I know, but just awards in December are, are always so dumb because, I mean, oh, I yeah. guess we don't, but, but we're not, like, <laughs> we're, actually people. We're, know? like, our game of the year list is going to include Bosconian this year. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, when games are coming out, like, December 7th, and they're recording, you know, Game of the Year, like, a week later, mm -hmm. it's always a little weird. Anyways, uh, you were a little salty about 13 Sentinels getting cut from their best-looking category. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and that was my initial thought, was like, oof, 13 Sentinels is gorgeous. And then I went and listened to that category, and it's actually the only one I've listened to so far. But when they read the nominees, one game jumped out to me, and that was... Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Mm -hmm. Will of the Wisps. Not a great title to say. Wisps. Um, Wisps. And I said, and I immediately said to myself, immediately said to myself, that better win because that is the best looking game I've ever played. Oh, for real. Oh, this cool. game. This game is so good looking. <laughs> and like, that's kind of maybe a bit too much what it hangs its hat on. Mm-hmm. But this game is so good looking. And it's weird because the first Ori was also extremely good looking. Yeah, like I remember that being the big thing with that game too was, hey, it's real fucking pretty. But if you actually look at them side by side now, it's like night and day that this new one looks dramatically better, which is shocking. Like they have completely upped their game. And the first game is actually entirely 2D and this one is actually entirely 3D. Like they're just... Interesting. So, like, when you move around, everything, you know, pans in a way that's 3D and just, it's stunningly gorgeous consistently. This game, the maybe the biggest flaw is that it gets exhausting how gorgeous it is. <laughs> I, that, that's, <laughs> that is such a weird thing to hear somebody say, I'm exhausted by this pretty game. Well, it's like how, when John talks about, like, uh really gorgeous looking pixel art games no i mean when john talks about things i get exhausted too i hear you <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> Jeez. john with the big laughs today <laughs> i mean it's just i think this game's issue maybe is that it has like it has its one style and it you know does it a billion percent good but mm -hmm. then not a huge amount of diversity because it's it's a lot of nature. It's a lot of force. It's, it's all extremely pretty, though. It's it's a lot of um, things so that you can really make look pretty if you're in the yeah. business of wanting to make a really pretty looking game. Yeah, I'm gonna make pretty fucking. Y'all need to just like Google Ori trailer while I'm talking about this, so you can understand just how fucking pretty. <laughs> this oh, game don't worry, is. I'm doing it. Yeah, like there are characters that like you meet like these giant like spirits of the forest, mm -hmm. and they're just like. You, you can see by the way that they move that they're a 3D model, but the art on them is so sharp and clean. It's just like, it just looks like a painting moving. It's just, it's really wild. Cool. I don't, I don't want to make this entirely about the graphics, but like, I have to like emphasize like this game is stunning looking. And then the, the ending area is just 
kind of go above and beyond even that of just like craziness um so this is cool. an open action platformer formerly known as a metroidvania <laughs> i wasn't a huge fan of the first game because it had i think i played this yeah this was i don't know if it was 2013 or 2014 but maybe around there it had that the stigma of the genre from then when it was just like you do the one you do the one thing you get the key to unlock the next door and then it tells you where to go to the, get the next key to the it was very linear yeah like, there like, wasn't a whole lot of exploration yeah yeah like if you get special moves it's literally just a key to get you past one yeah. object <laughs> yeah so mm -hmm. this game it starts off a lot like that and then thankfully there is a point where it opens up pretty significantly mm -hmm. but then mm -hmm. maybe it's so like you get maybe about a third of the way through the game. It's just like, okay, we're kind of, we've given you like the basic tool. It's very Hollow Knight-ish, I think, where it's like, okay, we've given you, you know, your basic tools, like the double jump, the dash and stuff. Now you can just do the rest of the game in whatever order you want. And that's right. really nice. Cool. Good. But I think, I think in the end though, it kind of just com comes down to like, here are the four areas left and they're very kind of Zelda dungeon-y. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you go through them, and then there's kind of the one obvious critical path, and then you get an upgrade for that area, and then you know you find your way to the boss at the end. <laughs> so, so it's a little straightforward. Yeah. Um, there's one ability in this game. It's from the first one called Bash, which was kind of one of the main things the first game hung its hat on is that you can jump off of enemy projectiles, and like it goes into slow. It goes into like super slow mode mode, where so that you can aim where you you're going to end up right. super precisely. Yeah. And then in this game, one of the upgrades from those side dungeons towards the end is a projectile yourself. Oh. So you can throw a you can throw a fireball straight up in the air. Wait for wait like half a second for it to come down, then jump up oh, and bash and off then of dash that. off of it. Nice. <laughs> so it's like. And because you got that, you can get that relatively early. If you happen to go to that area first, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, now I can kind of cheese the rest of the game by having this extra jump that the you don't have to always have. Oh. So, I, so I, that's the kind of stuff I like, where it's like, okay, now having this ability in addition to what they, the mandatory stuff is. We have built on something that was there and made it cooler. Yeah, and it doesn't just have one use. Yeah. The other thing, I remember the first game was kind of a massacre platformer. Like, that game's really difficult. Yeah, I think that's, they really... yeah that's something I remember uh, from the first That's game. kind of the one thing you wouldn't expect, maybe, yeah. from it. Just looking at it, being like, oh, this is a very pretty game. And also, that game will kick your teeth in. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think this game, they dial the difficulty down. It just feels a lot more natural. Like, it'll still kill you. Yeah. But it doesn't, it doesn't feel, like, so fucking constant like the first one did yeah well i mean we're just kind of I mean, giant bomb liked it and they don't like anything that puts up the least bit of resistance oh geez. i'm not saying this game doesn't put up any resistance but like i it's been a while since the first one but i feel like like if there was like a platforming gauntlet in that one mm -hmm. you had to do it perfectly right where in this one it's like if you land on the spikes you'll, you, you got a little just, wiggle room maybe you'll take some damage but so then you can jump back up and kind of right. resume the path and right. you won't just it, because right towards the end, they introduce like this poison water that will instant kill you and send mm. you back to the start. And it's like, oh, 
oh, it's like the first game now where you have to just do it the one right way. And even right. though there's a lot of spikes that don't instant kill you. Mm. Yeah, I just I, I just had a really good time. I think I was with it. I was, was just kind of in the mood yeah. for that style of the game. And then the big open area, the openness of the second half of the game clicked with me pretty nicely. And in general, I think they learned a lot. They borrowed a little bit from Hollow Knight here mm. because... Well, if you're going to borrow from I, a game, like that's the fucking yeah. game to borrow from. I mean, yeah, every every single person making a game in this genre now should be looking at Hollow Knight. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, maybe the stuff they kind of directly borrow from Hollow Knight isn't the most essential, where it's like, oh, now there's, you know, a charm equivalent, and now there's a money equivalent. Oh. And then there's let's, a map man. Yeah, let's not just... Let's not take the most basic things that we learned yeah. from Hollow Knight. Let's, uh... Come on now. <laughs> come on! But I think stuff like that makes re exploration rewarding because you have to put something at those dead ends. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you get a charm, even if you never use it, you're like, oh, I got a thing. And, like, the final boss, <laughs> the final boss was pissing me off so much because <laughs> it does a thing right at the end of the fight. And luckily, they put a fucking checkpoint right before this happens. Mm. The final boss destroys the entire floor and then oh! just starts infinite. <laughs> God. Yeah. Oh so, man, one of those, and and that that's an instant death. That yeah. So so the boss just starts infinite projectile spam, and you have to just keep using bash to keep yourself up in the air. Because mm -hmm. you can you know you can bounce off projectiles. Right, right. But mm -hmm. attacking the boss at the same time as that is really that's really hard. Rough. <laughs> so like I died like five times, and I'm just like I don't know how to do this mm -hmm. and that, so i i pause and i look at the badge menu again and i find one and i go oh that's not that sounds like it'll be useful for a boss that is infinitely spamming projectiles at me uh one of the badges was reflect projectiles with your melee weapon oh okay so i put that on i bounce around a bit the boss does like a shotgun blast and i just sword swipe it and like nine projectiles go right back into his face and he just like basically died in one hit and I was like oh, oh okay okay <laughs> so that felt pretty good it was funny let's see how this is going to be cuz it was it was just instantly over it's just like oh i just actually won cuz they don't expect you to do a ton of damage cuz it's such a yeah like, tight one hit kill scenario <laughs> so just mm -hmm. having that one way like so it's like this could have been like a several minute long like endurance struggle mm -hmm. and then just finding a way to one hit it was really yeah. funny you found the speed run tech right right after i bitched on twitter about it it's just like oh actually never mind there's a way to <laughs> immediately win well see that's the thing like that's the secret that people don't understand about video games is like all of my gaming prowess comes from bitch on twitter about it and then the problem you... gets solved you bitch on Twitter a lot about unless some it's games. climbing unless it's climbing up a unless, unless it's climbing, climbing up, up a ladder fucking ladder boy we'll talk hour. about that in a moment Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we're in, we're in the Metroidvania corner now. Yeah, I think we are. Yeah. Because I finished Ori and really mm -hmm. liked it. Good game. Mhm. Mm I was in the mood for more. You wanted that more of that. You need more of that that find an item to progress mm -hmm. goodness. Yeah. Uh I played Rabby Ribby. <laughs> what the fuck is Rabby Ribby? This is <laughs> this game has super powerful Dojin energy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it's that good kind of super powerful Dojin energy. It's a Metroidvania where virtually every single boss is a cute girl <laughs> with with bullet hell patterns. This is basically the only reason I bought this for you is because like, oh, it's pretty girls and bullet patterns. What else could this boy want? I mean, so like the story is pretty much nonsense. The <laughs> graphics are not great. There are systems upon systems. It's like super mechanically dense and system heavy. Mm-hmm. Like everything about this game is just p- such pure Dogen energy, <laughs> like in a way that's hard to, uh, to describe. It has um, two hundred and twenty achievements. Yeah, there's. Oh my god, the achievements! I was looking at them after beating the game. Like uh-huh. a ton of them are like ways you can break the game by doing it non-linear. By sequence breaking sequence and breaking stuff, it, yeah, yeah, like one of the obvious ones is just fight the second boss first. <laughs> okay. and the achievement is called like this isn't the right order. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them is like recruit this character to 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 the team first. And I lo- looked up a YouTube video, and it was from the start of the game, like eleven minutes of sequence breaking to get to that point. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> you know how Celeste has some abilities that Madeline can do that the game just never tells you. Yeah. Yeah, there's some of that in this too. Oh, like, neat. Oh, good. Oh, I, I literally didn't know until I watched this video. It's like, wait, what the fuck? How did... Oh, you just... You can just always do that? What? <laughs> <laughs> you don't... You don't actually have to get that thing halfway through the game to do that? What? <laughs> like, there's one upgrade that just makes a certain thing easier to do, but not it's never actually impossible. <laughs> Which is <laughs> wild. So yeah, this is just... I don't know how to talk about this game. It's just... This is probably my favorite Metroidvania since Hollow Knight. How about that? Oh, whoa! Whoa! <laughs> I, I ended up really liking this like, game. what made this click? I don't know. It's just... The bosses are all really fun. So I I also played it on hard, which nice. was like I had read that you can lower the difficulty level, so I was like, okay, you Whatever. Know, if it's too hard, we can then, bug it down later. And then getting to the point to where I actually met the NPC that can lower your difficulty was really hard. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think if you're on normal, they can raise it up as long as you're still in chapter one, but even getting to that point was like a little grueling. Mm-hmm. I think the difficulty... So there's a weird thing that they do on on the top menu, and I think this is part of that Dojin energy, is like you pick, you know, casual, normal, hard mm. for your difficulty, and then you pick between standard or alternative. And <laughs> I think the descriptions for those are just straight up backwards. Oh, no. Because standard is like enemy difficulty... Oh, God, it's... Enemy difficulty is affected by items and story progress. Mm-hmm. And then alternative is uh, enemy difficulty is determined only by story progress. And standard is like, it's if you just want to mainline the game, you know, just kind of play mm-hmm. the story. And then alternative is like, if you really want to play this as a Metroidvania and explore and get every item. So that's the one I picked. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's the one where collecting items raises the enemy level. Oh, interesting. <laughs> because when I first got to the last boss, they were level 80. Mm-hmm. And then I went and grinded a bit, 
and you know fill out the map get more items and i went back and they were level 96 then and i'm like wait 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 what? that's <laughs> odd that's that's not fair but then but it it was actually still an easier fight oh like yeah. i did like mm-hmm. i think it's just a counter to like com- to prevent you from completely breaking the game mm-hmm. like i think it is smart in that game so that's that's the other thing dojin energy there's a ton of fucking math in this game behind everything. The upgrades are like, the upgrades are all like get two, get twenty HP HP plus two point five percent for every character that joins your party. Oh jeez. And then by the end of the game, I had like thirty of those. So you can just <laughs> you can just feel the numbers grinding when it's like, and then the stat upgrades. You know, two point five percent more damage plus one for every character. That, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> two point five. <laughs> Attack damage times 2.5 times your attack modifier. Yeah, stuff like that, where it's just like, okay, there's numbers happening behind the scenes. Enemies, bosses have levels. But the weirdest part is that you can switch between normal, standard, and alternative modes. So just for the heck of it, I loaded up my save that I beat in the game on and Mm -hmm. went to the final boss again. And I thought standard was going to be the easier of the modes. The, the, the final boss was level 112 then. What the hell? It, it got harder. <laughs> so, I, so I think, what I'm thinking is that if I got 100% of the items on our, on our, uh, on our, I can't fucking talk. What, what has happened to you? Alternative. I think if I had 100% items on alternative, mm-hmm. the, lev- the final boss would be level 112. Mm-hmm. And on standard, they were just 112 to oh, begin with. And I'm just, just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, is standard the harder one? <laughs> it's just really confusing. <laughs> That's so I, weird as fuck. Yeah. There's stuff like that. So I don't know which I should have played on, but either way, the game was still pretty difficult and I was playing on hard. So, you know, fucking whatever. <laughs> but it's just a very good metroidvania it's very open it's very like there are parts where it points you in the right direction to go and there are parts where a character will unlock a thing at certain story progress points it's like oh and then i found you know the slide that lets you go through one tile gaps right like it, it gets you a little bit but but then i also realized like you can you have like 100 percent access to the world by chapter three and then, like, so, like, I didn't even keep progressing the main story after that point because I was just like, oh, I'll keep the enemy level lower because I'm playing in the wrong mode, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> it's It just has that energy of, like, I have no idea what's out there in this world. And the game also swerves so many times where it's like, oh, now there's just, like, a flying castle. Now you're, you know, in a computer. <laughs> like... You just never know what it's going to throw at you next. Besides more bullets, of course. Every I mean, you gotta have bullets. Well. I'm fine with this. Yeah. <clears throat> but then all these bosses, a lot of the girls, you'll fight multiple times. So, so like, you fight her at level five, and you know, Ice Wizard, and then fifty. Oh, it's it's the same kind of general theme, but way harder. <laughs> yeah. So like, I like that too. With like, you can see the themes from them, even though it's all bullet hell. Like, it's very Toho-ish in that way, where a lot of the character personality shines through their mm-hmm. bullet patterns. And, and then you beat the game, and it goes, okay, anyways, chapter six. We're not done yet. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then there's an expansion for two more chapters that you have to beat chapter six to access. Jesus. So there's literally post, post, post game. That's, that's, uh, that's dedication. <laughs> that's a, that is a value, baby. 
that's the thing. Yeah, there's a dedication to this game where, like, I think it came out in 2016, and then they did a three-year anniversary DLC in 2019. Nice. With Which added, like, four more super bosses. I think that's rad. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, they also Hollow Knighted it up a bit, even though this came out before Hollow Knight. <laughs> there's money in this, and there's a shop with a ton of shit to buy, like, more stat upgrades, mm -hmm. and then every item you get can be upgraded... And it's all like, does 10% more damage? Does 20% more damage? It's like, oh my god, all the numbers and math in this. <laughs> oh, and then of course, there's uh, there's charms, just like in Hollow Knight. Nice. Yeah, it's just, it's the same systems. It's just like, that Ori also had. It's just like, okay, did this game come up with it? Or it's like, it's probably one of the Castlevania games. Like, it had kind of equipable <laughs> stats like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> But it's just funny, like, having these games being like, oh, it's Charms from Hollow Knight, and then like, oh, no, it's Badges from Rabby Rabby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Ribby. Rabby Ribby. Who would have thought yeah. that, like, that's the reason Pioneer. Hollow Knight exists? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> God, I, I misread one of the badge descriptions the entire game until the very end. I thought it was saying... It'll do an extra thing if you have less than 10 badges equipped, and it ended up being, oh, that was a greater than symbol. Oops! <laughs> so I was trying to stay under 10 the whole game, and then I finally equipped something, and it started doing the special, started doing you the recovery things thing. way harder for yourself the whole time. I mean, so the badges are also number-driven, right. where they each have, you know, an equip value, and that equip value go gets higher as you. So I wasn't able to equip 10 of the good ones right. until super late in the game. Even now, like, I've got, like, two-thirds of them. There's so much stuff in this game. It's really big. <laughs> like, I think I've finished at, like, 86% item completion, and I just kind of have no idea for a lot of the rest of it. That's wild. Yeah. I didn't expect they this do... game to be this big. It's big, and it's... There's, and there's big boobs, you know. It's, it's a lot it's the of whole boobs. package. There's definitely a lot of boobs. There's, in this there's so many boobs. Like, I understand that this game would be off-putting to some people because the story is such fluff and the character designs are extremely horny. Yeah, yeah. The story is so silly. Where like part of it is that there's no bunnies left in the world except for your character, who is a a bunny that transformed into a human for some reason. Mm -hmm. So. All the other characters that have bunny ears are just bunny fanatics, and they're trying to capture you. Oh. <laughs> so you're trying to... And they have, like, this... They have this name that's, like, the PRPRBRCG, and it's, like, the seven-word acronym. It's just like, okay. <laughs> they say it once and never again, so I don't remember what it was. Like, you know, the Secret Society of Bunny Lovers and then Incorporated or something. Yeah. There's... That's a lot of my timeline. It's very good. It's, yeah. The last bunny is in captivity. The galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, your main weapon is a hammer. Of course. Why wouldn't it be? Like a big, just a giant rubber, you know, mallet that you... <laughs> That's the thing. You've got, like, a five-hit combo, and, like, they each have a slightly different properties. I don't know. This game's fun. It's really good. <laughs> the, the fact that it's like, oh, hey, like, a game that it, I like as much as Hollow Knight. It's like, oh, okay. Oh no no not no 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 not as much as Hollow Knight, but probably the most my like favorite since Hollow Knight. My, yeah, like Hollow Knight is just on such a different like that. Tier, that is on. a high, 
high <clears throat> recommendation. Yeah, especially <laughs> kind of feels mean immediately after playing Ori to be like, anyways. <laughs> There's something about it. Where well, I, I like... post in the chat. Like, I post in the chat. Everything about this sings to me more than Ori. <laughs> yeah. I like, feel mean because I know a couple friends that really connected mm, with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like the sec- I like Ori two more than the original, but mm. uh, I think there's just something about like this genre can be you know kind of painful at times. Mm-hmm. Trying to mm-hmm. parse my thoughts here, wrote because because the, I played it on hard and like had such a hard. Some of the bosses like early on were like walls to me it's just like okay it's just like okay i'm completely stuck here i'm just gonna go go explore somewhere else now thankfully this because this game is open yeah you have that option yeah there's like other things you can go Uh, do yeah but then a few times it was just like okay i'm just gonna learn this boss it's gonna take like half an hour i mean thank god dark souls invented leaving an area to go do something else and not fighting. Uh, right. <laughs> right, everybody. Right. No, Paula, you don't do that. You just slam your head into the brick wall for three <laughs> hours and complain about how hard it is. <laughs> Listen, there, there were some bosses in this where it's like my first attempt, I get them to like 25% health and it's just like, okay, I guess we're just going to keep doing it. And then God, there's one where like the game locks you in an area without a save point. And then lets you be in there for like twenty minutes, and then you when you try to leave, Oof. it throws a boss at you. Oof. So it oh, throws that's mean. So it drops an auto save, so like you can replay the boss fight, oh, but you okay. can't make a hard but save. You can't so you, make a hard but you can't save. Make, yeah, okay. You can't make a hard save until you win and you've got all the money from the tough enemies you just fought on the oh, way. Oh man. Mm-hmm. That's rough. So that was just like okay. <laughs> We're I learning, really, I guess. <laughs> I really want to beat this boss. And then half an hour later, extremely satisfying victory. <laughs> what they were building for. That's I think maybe what this they game lost a bit of that for. in the last half because it got like significantly easier where I could usually beat a boss within like three tries. Mm. But also, it maybe would have been too exhausting if every boss was like this half hour grind. Yeah, which is kind of how Dark Souls 3 felt mm. to me by the end. Mm. Where every boss by the in the last like third was just like miserable one hit killer <laughs> fucking <laughs> I was so confused though that the boss level changed like that's, so dramatically yeah that's that. so wild yeah also that last boss has you know multiple forms mm. so like because part of the shop is that you have there's an extremely limited number of healing items so like but for the, most of the game, when I'm just, you know, trying to buy the upgrades, I'm ignoring the healing stuff because, you know, that's kind of money down the drain. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you don't need healing. You want to hurt. I want the upgrades. Want I want hammer. The, I want the permanent upgrades, not, you know, a thing that will only help you one oh, time, yeah. you know. But okay. then in the back half, like once I've, you know, you start getting money very, very quickly. So it's like, OK, I'll start buying the healing items. Yeah. And then I feel that. And then, so things got a lot easier when it's like, oh, I have two 70% heals in my inventory. Like, most bosses aren't going to be a problem at this point. And then the last boss is bounced mm-hmm. around that, basically. Nice. It's like, hey, here's, you know, four fights in a row. <laughs> have fun. Good. Good. 
So yeah, this I'm looks probably delightful, right? yeah, I'm probably not gonna play chapter six right now just because I'll probably play it when I buy the chapters to come after it. Mm. Maybe take a little break from now. For yeah. now, yeah. There's also a free Halloween DLC that I'm told is very hard. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> found found your Halloween what a weird thing just exist. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds That's like cool. a really cool thing. Yeah. Like okay, here here's maybe like the high selling point is that after I beat after I first fought, fought the final boss and was like I'm not ready for this. I'm going to go explore the world some more. I found two more areas and a shmup level. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as far as I know, it's the only shmup level in the whole game, but it was there I, and what? I kind of found it at that point. That's it's really crazy. weird. That's crazy. That's some good-ass Dojin energy. It's just like, hey, here's this fun one-off. Wow. The reviews on Steam are overwhelmingly Overwhelmingly positive, positive. with 97% of the 7,500 user reviews positive. Yeah, I think this might be on Vita. It's definitely on PS4 and Switch. Mm -hmm. I have so many friends who own this game. I have never heard of this before. It's really wild. Cool. Dope. Also, you have a, a fairy companion. Yeah. If you, need, if you needed mm-hmm. that last little push. She's she's very cute. Apparently, it is on Vita. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just saying that. I can for play it on my PlayStation benefit. Vita? Yeah. Came out in 2017. It's on Switch 2, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But you would rather play it on the Vita. Cool. Play it on Vita. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So that's that's all I got. Dope. That's all you got, man. That that cool. that game sounds fantastic. I'm gonna have to check yeah. that out at some point. It I actually really I beat good. Captain Toad and this today. Oh, nice! <laughs> I was just like, I think I can do this before the podcast. <laughs> like I had that I had that <laughs> moment last night. Though. That gr- that rush is very funny. Yeah, I've, I've done that a lot. Well, like I was I was like obviously I was at the last boss. I knew I could beat Rabby Ribby before the podcast. Mm-hmm. I kind of didn't want to because it kind of made me sad thinking it was Aww. over. Aww. Like, I think the like be, when worlds feel alive and like unexplored, like that's the best feeling. And I think Metroidvania genre, it's always a little sad once you hit start hitting 100% in areas and realizing oh, that there's nothing left. Like you know? like everything's starting to close Aww. up shop. Yeah, we're closing for the day. Business is over. Yeah. There are no more secrets here, because like, yeah. especially in a game where this, where it's just like, you never have any idea what's around the corner. Mm. Having an area be like, hundred percent, it's like, oh, okay. So I like kind of don't oh. want to hit a hundred percent in the other areas. Just ha- leave those mysteries out there. There's always like, more rabby ribby for you. <laughs> I mean, technically, there's a lot more. Mm. There's a there's lot the, more. Yeah. There's two DLCs and the free one, and the last chapter mm. in the main game. It's not like me and Doom. You have a lot more rat rat. Oh god. <laughs> they're, they're basically Actually, the same. There's fucking workshop support for this game on Steam. What I the don't fuck? know what that is. What <laughs> is what is in the workshop? I think it might just be costume stuff. Oh man, there's gonna be uh-huh. bare titties everywhere, I guarantee. <laughs> I hope not. These do not look, look these do not look like char- these do not look like character designs I would want bare titty on. 
I want to I, I want to imagine 20 years from now and there's a Rabby Ribby uh, map mod scene oh that my is god out and populated <laughs> as the doom wad scene <laughs> and there's just like giant this books written about the, the progression of the oh my god Rabby Ribby <laughs> mod scene Oh my god! Oh my god! I cl- so I click the warp shock, and the third thing I'm seeing is like an IF and Compa from Neptunia mod. Oh my! God. Oh my god! You can make the shopkeeper into Iffy. Yes! Oh my! Oh my god! Why are you not doing this right now? I'm gonna do this when I <laughs> get back. Yeah! Oh my god! Fantastic! Oh my god! So it looks like the player character can change into Neptune too. That's crazy. <laughs> Dojin energy baby why not no it's the wild fucking west out here why play anything else exactly Toho <laughs> fan games and Dojin metroid games there's just no fucking point <laughs> um i've got a i've got a segue for that what's your segue john what you got okay, okay. did you have anything else right no that's it well, um, once again, I think we're going to be getting a little sexy. Oh no! All right, do we need <laughs> to do we need to, do we need to put a content advisory here at this moment in uh, time? I think we should. I think we should. Yet <laughs> All again. right, John, I want you to give the listeners a content warning for the next segment, please. Okay. Well, right before Christmas, I talked a bunch about rants. Um, and the content advisory is that these games have a lot of rape porn in them and yeah. they make a lot of rape jokes, basically. Mm-hmm. They're comedy games that make a bunch of rape jokes. Um, so that's grody. Right. Um, now we're going to dig in. Okay. Just dive right in. As Rance would say. Oh my God. Um, oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um... So on the last last time I played the remake of one, the remake of two, and the original three. Right. Um, since then, I have played all of four, which is significantly longer than two and three, and I played both four point one and four point two, the spinoff games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finished four point two today. Wait, um, we, just, we finished all our games right before the podcast. God, yeah, like I literally yep. finished the game this morning. That's amazing. That's very funny. Um, so again, this is the big long history of um the, these games have been going since 1989 mm-hmm. um so they basically they are close to it's an rpg series that's close to being as um old as like ease and dragon quest and final fantasy <laughs> which is just so fucking wild <laughs> <laughs> um so the big i'm just gonna do like a, an update i talked about rants three last time mm-hmm. and that was like it's a, um, the first two games all take place in like one one town with one dungeon. Hmm. Um, like two is all this one dungeon under this underground town. Um, three, you move around a whole bunch of different towns and do other dungeons. And there's actually like kind of army sections um, where there's like a little war going on where you lead an army against another person, another group basically, as you protect the kingdom of Lizas from Hellman. Um... I think it's Hellman. Yeah, it was Hellman. Um, and the prog- and so the progression and the big the big thing is that that game was like ten hours long and it felt kind of rushed. 
because it's doing these big beats and was moving through them really quickly. Um, Rance 4 kind of pulls back in scope while also getting bigger in scope in a way that's very cool in comparison because it's like 15 or so hours long um, but it's back to being one big location. You're on a Lapida. You're on a Zeal. You're on oh. a giant floating castle. Oh. Um, oh. Giant floating <laughs> continent. Does this top your list of best games with a Laputa? <laughs> Probably up there. Um, and so you're doing... But so it's it's it, it's paced a lot like Rants 2 where there's one big dungeon, but the dungeon is just much bigger and you explore it in a much less linear way. Or at least it, feel, it doesn't feel linear because you've got a lot of open paths even if there's only ever like one thing to go do. Um, and... It was really it was a really nice progression because three again felt like it kind of rushed through all of its big beats and then four is luxuriates in them um, better it feels smaller but in the process it feels complete um, and the, it's also drop dead gorgeous I think um, the the sprites in three are very are pretty utilitarian I think a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, four just ups the res of all the art and also adds a bunch of custom animations. Um, and they, in, they show that right away with a character. They introduce a new character and she spins around, like does a little pirouette after she opens up a magic door in a ruin. And it's like, oh shit, you're doing like animations and stuff. And the color palette is really, del- is really nice. It's like very muted. Um, I don't know if it's like beige is the right word, but like. It feels very classy. It's a very cool look. Um, and it has a big um, emotional catharsis. And I was like, a big emotional ending. I was like, not expecting. I was like, oh, cool. You're doing it. Um, I think the big obstacle with it is that like Rance 3, the fights are basically all extremely easy. Mm. And you basically just play on autopilot for most of the game. Literally, there's an auto battle function. So it doesn't take a lot of time. Um, but like the last two fights are hard. Um, and then beyond that, you're just not having to think about it much at all. Right. Uh, um, so it doesn't feel like three. It doesn't really feel flat. They still don't feel flushed out as like games basically yet. They feel like adventure games with RPG stuff tossed on. And then as, and then the adventure game stuff is mostly just like a way of pacing out the comedy set pieces, the big set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was cool because I, I the climax was really neat and emotional, and um, the 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 a character you care about is endangered in a way that feels like scary, oh. like legit scary, and the way it plays out in the climax is really neat, um, and it has. More, it feels the the final boss feels more climactic than in three, where where they just kind of say fuck it to, on the <laughs> battle system, where like there's a tactical battle system, there's a tactic system where you walk around on a board, sort of like trails in three and four, but in three for the big fights at the end, there's they just remove that and just have them go back and forth fighting. Oh, it's nice. really weird. <laughs> and then for the actual final boss, they just have. A, a a mini game basically instead of an actual fight. Um, so four has a big final boss and it's cool and satisfying. And there's a big set piece where you're running through the dungeon and the and the baddie is throwing all of their all the like 
bosses from like the disc one final boss attacks you mm -hmm. and then your characters are like i don't have time for this we need to go and save the character um so then a handful you have like your 15 party members split off and and they fight that one boss and then you run for it and then uh, more characters attack so that some more split off and fight that boss and then you go fight the final boss with the people that are left and then as you fight the characters from before join in and it's so cool i had a really good time um but I, I I did communicate this where it's like it was the most tiring to get through because it was the longest and yeah. the most like real mm -hmm. RPG. Um, and I was kind of like, oh, it'd be kind of nice. I remember, <sighs> remember how Rants Two was like five hours long and really stupid. Yeah, like um, it sounds well, like it... as we are moving for further into this series, it's getting less stupid and maybe a little more serious, and maybe it didn't intend to or something. Yeah. It definitely is still stupid throughout. They, <laughs> right, they don't lose that. They don't lose <laughs> it. It's particular sense of humor as detailed in the content warning. Um, but it, it, it's more emphasis on lore, more emphasis on um, building a setting, more emphasis on larger conflicts. Um, and so you're losing a little bit of the kind of Newgrounds Flash game energy of the first couple games, basically. <laughs> Newground porn game. New Ground In porn the game. most positive, that is the most positive. Absolutely. It's coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. And then, thankfully, uh, my prayers are met, and they released Rants 4.1 and 4.2, which have a completely different art style. It looks like bright and cheap. Yeah, <laughs> I watched you uh, post about these. They <laughs> look fair. Very Did John post about these? Yeah, yeah. John posted Did he, about them. It's like, them. yeah. <laughs> um, so like four was like this very classy muted look with like just beautiful CGs, and then four point one and four point two are like bright, thick lines. It looks dumber and cheaper, and I'm so here for it. <laughs> and the game is like three. The games are like two or three hours long a piece, and then in the if you go into Alice's mansion and they give you instructions on how to send a feedback card and they say please remember that these games are much cheaper <laughs> please don't compare it with the with the $100 ones $100 arrogates that's incredible I, was, I found that very cute it's incredible um so 4.1 and 4.2 because of events in 4 um Silt does not take part um it's just Ransom a new character going to a completely new setting and it's just, it's paced like two again where you're just in one setting with one dungeon. Mm -hmm. um, and they use that format in a really cute way to tell like a very, very stupid slight story. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just grinning throughout. Just here for the rampant stupidity. Um, yep. But not like, but it, it felt together. There's a cool set piece where you fight like three bad guys in a row so and the at the very end mm -hmm. and you can't save between them it's like oh shit i have to think about the fighting and then the all the, the there it seeds these moments and these payoffs very effectively mm -hmm. um the um bird from rants 2 comes back who is one of my one of my favorite interactions because he's just he's basically a nice guy tm and watching that kind of personality bounce against Rance is very, very funny. That's, yeah, that's... Yeah. 
that's good uh good foil there yeah so the, a big part of the arc of rance of rance 4.1 and 4.2 is stealing bird's new girlfriend uh, <laughs> and it's very well done <laughs> Yes, excellent, just excellent cut content, mm. essentially. Yeah, <laughs> just like Rance Two was as well. Um, and then it hits, and then it climaxes, and the ending is just very stupid and slight. And I was once again just like, yes. This is and what then the I'm credits. It has, yep. And the credits has photos of the of the staff doing silly poses. Like there's a bunch of fo- like the like the director photo and whatnot. It's like people without like dudes without shirts wearing neckties. Nice one with uh, somebody somebody programming with a gun pointed at their head. <laughs> <laughs> Someone getting stepped on. Somebody in a pile of trash with oh. a note putting on them that says trash. <laughs> that's a mood. That's that's that is peak 2020 mood. <laughs> so I was just so happy because again I'd finished four and I was like this is really big and epic and that's cool um, you know I miss, I miss stupid rants a little bit mm-hmm. and I got these two games that just it, it ends like right in the middle it, it's one game like there's no reason to think about it as two games it just right. cuts off right in the middle of the story and then continues very <laughs> nicely um, and then right after that today I began Kichikuro which is the, which was the ending of Rance oh. in 1996. Oh, wow! Because they were out of they were out of money. They were figured they were going bankrupt soon, so they used all of their they had all their ideas for future Rance games, and they're like, "What if we made one game that just had all of this? This has ideas? everything." So it's a grand strategy game about Rance becoming king and taking over the continent. Nice. The whole world that you've explored up to this point. And later games make this non-canon because it just finishes so thoroughly. Mm-hmm. They make it like a spin, like a what-if tangent, but then they pull from it. And then, like, Rance 10, the 2018 game, is literally just Rance becomes king and takes over the world. Mm-hmm. So they are... They, this is this is the game that was the ending of Rance, and then they pulled back a bit to continue it, and then basically take all these cool ideas and then flush them out into whole games. Which so they, is... they basically had their Squaresoft Final Fantasy moment where they were going under and Rance pulled through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Kichiko Rance was one of the best-selling Aragay games of all time and continued selling for full price um, regularly for 10 years after its release. That's fucking what? Wow. And then 10 years after its release, you know what they did in 2006? They made it freeware. They put it online for free. <laughs> The what? Utmost class. That's just mm. that is really you gotta <laughs> give it to him. Jesus Christ! Who's the person like me that bought it two days before it went free and was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> somebody had to be real fucking butt mad about that." Okay, <laughs> that would be Rhett's luck. That would uh, so be I've Rhett's luck. Played... I've only played the first hour, but the first hour is so wild. I want to describe it. <laughs> and like there's a half hour of game where Rance is now leader of a thieves guild and the strategy they tutorial the um the the they tutorial the city conquering basically by just you leading the thieves people the thieves group that you've con- that you're leading um to pillage local towns right. and it happens for like a little bit and then 
you're introduced to a couple new characters and it's like okay the story's progressing and then the Hellman army comes in and they're like oh we're gonna put a stop to this and you get fucking trounced oh no and Sil gets captured your new, other new party members get captured and Rance flees um to Lizas and as he's fleeing he swears revenge against Hellman and then the opening plays and they play Rough Edge which is the big big theme they reference throughout the rest of the games um and he gets to Lizos, and the princess from the first game, who has periodically met him again since then, mm. um, who has completely fallen head over heels for him, um, he says, I need your Lizos army so I can fight against Hellman and rescue Syl. And then she says, well, I can't just um, give you the army to settle your personal grudge. But, you know, if we got married... Then you'd be the king of Lizos, and you could do what you wanted. Oh my god. And he goes, hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why not? Try it on In the beginning of the Kichiku Rants. Try it on for The beginning of Kichiku Rants is Rants getting married and becoming king of Lizos. John, you literally told me and... like two days ago that Rance doesn't get married. <laughs> Oh yeah, I did. No, he gets married. Oh my god. Specifically and He yeah. broke his one rule. He broke his one rule. <laughs> and then he goes out to give his coronation speech and then goes, Alright, listen well, ignorant masses. From now on you work for me. You live for me. Then when I order you to die, you die for me. Got it? But cute girls get special treatment. I'll give them all my loved. Gahahaha. Yes, everything is mine. <laughs> and that's the start of the game. Fantastic. And then Civil War breaks out because people don't like this guy being their king. And that's that's where I'm at. Great! Great. I'm shocked. Yeah, utterly shocked that this could be a bad idea. So I know a couple of the plot turns that happen that can happen. It's all wildly divergent because this is super systemsy and it's hard, apparently. Oh, oh. Wait, so um This is a strategy ass strategy game. This is like the Koei shit. Um, which is completely different from all the preceding games. Um, mm-hmm. It's the same style that Sengoku Rance mm-hmm. has, which mm-hmm. is the one that people fell in love with on 4chan yeah, 10, yeah. 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, so this is the first game in that style. Um, it's interesting that like so this one was, was a huge hit in Japan, and then Sengoku Rance was kind of a huge hit everywhere. Like, yeah, it yeah. seems like that strategy style mm-hmm. just works better, as, at least as far as sales go. Yeah, that makes sense. And then... Six is a first-person dungeon crawler RPG. Eight is... Eight sounds stupid also. 5D and eight are both sound stupid and slight. So I'm glad that they don't lose that energy. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. Um, so I've, I've just got a big... And, and I, I, I tried starting Kichikobi and just skipping 4.1 and 4.2 because I heard they were bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like... I wasn't really feeling because the art was different. And I was like, this is weird. It's the first one that's not been tra- that wasn't fan translated or translated officially by um, uh, Tulip Goddess Maria. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, the writing's a little different. I don't know. Um, but then playing four point one and four point two first, it made me feel a lot better going into um, a a different art style and b a- another epic game because it's like, okay, I'm I'm ready for this now. I-, I can bounce back and forth between these two flavors. Yeah. So. If you can't hear from the big ass grin I've had this whole time, I've had oh, a really good time. Like we can literally hear your grin. 
it's just it's just pure joy and this is why i'm i'm wondering how i'm gonna handle uh ease 9 coming out because um i was like oh i should finish e7 before i start ease 9 and i was like well once i'm done with ease uh, rants 4 i should finish ease 7 well once i'm done with 4.2 i should finish ease 7 <laughs> well <laughs> i'm starting this 25 hour strategy game might not, you might have to take a back seat, Falcom. Might, might not have even to... finish that before Ease Nine. Yeah, I might not even finish that. Ease Nine is almost I might finish this and then jump straight into Ease Nine and just back burner oh, Ease Seven that much more. No, Ease Seven seems great. It seems lovely. Ease Seven is. I don't, I don't fine. feel any will towards it. It just seems fine. I took a break in the middle of that game yeah. once it was like... You kind of have. I feel a break is warranted in the middle of that game for what they want you to do. But I'm not sure John is at that point, so... Yeah, yeah. No, I, I got to the point where they told you to go to all the dungeons again. Okay, okay. Oh, yeah, that's, that's exactly mean. the point where it's like, okay... Yeah, I stopped exactly there. Don't worry. And it'll probably um, be like when I went back to that and it's like, oh, this wasn't nearly as bad as I imagined it to be. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's going to go smoothly once I jump back in, but, but like, obviously, that Rance prospect. takes precedence. Right, right, right. Of course. You've got, we've got to prioritize here. You started this out mm. saying you were exhausted by the end of four, and then follow with, and then I played three more. Yup! I was a little <laughs> exhausted at the end of four, and then, I don't know, I guess the I guess 4.1 and 4.2 just re-energized me, because now I'm fucking so it was really just the end of four was so good mm -hmm. like the, it was a long journey to get there but the the climax was so solid that i was just like yeah i want to play more rants and i almost started kichiku immediately but then i was like no no let's do these first i'm i'm excited to play more right after this spot podcast <laughs> <sighs> and then there's so much more well really there's only three more after this one um because 5D, 6, and Sengoku are the only ones that are localized. Mm. Um, we're not going to have to wait for 8, 9, and 10. So I get to I get to bring that. That will be an energy a year from now. Yeah, like, like, hey, that, like the, the saga. There, we've got a saga on our hands. What if mm -hmm. What if 8 somehow isn't the next one localized? What if they what, the 9 and 10 finish first? <laughs> Literally, they have a progression meter, and it's like uh, yeah. 8 is 100% translated in beta, um, this one nine is a hundred percent, but not on its first edits path. Mm -hmm. Edit pass, mm -hmm. not beta. Ten is barely any progress, so it'll be a while. Oh boy! Speaking of that, I was looking at a uh, GeoFront last night. There, <laughs> Trails to Zero is still, or Trails to of a Zero is still like at the exact same spot. It's just like, come on, oops, <laughs> come on. Was well, just like what's second. This what's this? Alternative second... saga shit. Come on. I know. It's just like second editing past ninety five percent. Like, come on, <laughs> you're so close. Don't because you just know if you play that PSP game, you're gonna get halfway through it, and then yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen. What's done? Yep, we're done. Rolling it out next week. Twenty hours into the PSP version. Uh, <sighs> no, no auto battle. No, um, frame skipping. No. This series is a warm blanket, and I'm just wrapping myself up in it. <laughs> it's a warm something. Um, I have now, I've I've now played more rants. I've now played as many rants games as I have ease games, or uh, not counting Kichikuro. Don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> going to I started E seven before. I started E seven before playing rants one. Mm -hmm. 
Christ. Finished six <laughs> in between. Jesus Christ. Soon to be seven. I All took right. a break, but Polly. not like that. <laughs> John, when you go into ease nine, you're going to have some wires crossed. Yeah, things are going to... Oh, yep. <laughs> oh, yep. I had that going from three to E7 again. I was like, oh, um, Hey there, cute girl. It's like, no, I am so excited to go on adventures as equals and partners <laughs> in adventure. That's our, that is our relationship. And I'm jazzed about it. So that'd be me going into Ease 9, too. It's like, hello, fellow adult person. We are With comrades in arms here. As we explore the cloaca. Yep. We're going to explore the cloaca. Let us platonically explore the cloaca together. My only love is adventure. (laughs) Oh, my God. There it is. (laughs) That's the funny. I hope I got a cross head. It's the funniest people <laughs> ever. Oh, I can't believe it, John. I can't believe John finally told a funny joke. <laughs> After hours over. That is my rants. That is my rants update. Right for the moment. That's the the the, the next poly. installment. The next installment of the rants. Uh, hey, John, got a question? What yeah. what condiment? does Syl like on her salad? I don't know. What kind of does Syl like on her salad? Rance dressing. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Stupid. I don't even eat salad and I still figured it out. (laughs) (laughs) I figured that was one you would have been able to guess. That was one of the funniest. That was one of the funniest running jokes in four point one and four point two. Is that Rance forbids Syl from coming along on the adventure because he was worried about her after she was in, imperiled at the end of four, <laughs> and then, so she's not allowed in. He, she, he takes Athena instead, whose character trait is being dumb as a bag of bricks, which makes her really <laughs> funny. Which makes her a really funny counterpart for Rance because she is completely unfazable. <laughs> like no matter what he does, no matter what he does. He does. She's just like, what? Huh? Just complete, just head empty, no thoughts. Just complete head ass. Um, but periodically throughout the adventure, Rance is saved by a mysterious pink mask. <laughs> who is this, like, dressed up in, like, the Sailor, Sailor Moon outfit, this, but yeah. has, like, a mask throughout. And it's this mysterious girl with bright pink fluffy hair. It's really funny. Who just saves dumb. them and then, and then runs off. <laughs> and there's a there's a moment near 4.2 where he's like kind of thinks that it might be Syl and it's like no it couldn't have been and then it's just not resolved <laughs> he just shows up at the end and Syl says welcome home oh my he never god, fully figures so it out or good. addresses it that's so good <laughs> that is so exactly how that is exactly how that needs to be played there's so much genius mm-hmm. in this fucking stupid series stupid series throughout 4.1 and 4.2 Athena draws your map as you explore the dungeon and that's the map you see on the screen the map is real good in, <laughs> yep but then I want and she like 
draws little drawings around and, and asks Rance, like, what should we call this one? Call, call this point AA. <laughs> call this point X. Call this point Y. Call this point XX. Call this the, the, the piggy bank room, because there's a piggy bank. <laughs> um, but at one point in 4.2, he falls in a pit trap because he answers wrong on a quiz show, <laughs> which he has to do to progress. No, no. And then he has to explore a floor without Athena, so he fills in the map himself, but it looks really crappy. It's like drawing <laughs> crayons. That's such a good gag, honestly. <laughs> like, there's so much I admire here. It is nothing I will ever want to play, but I admire the fact that the people making this are actually fucking comedic geniuses in some way. They're having so much fun. Yeah, yeah. God damn. It'll at least be interesting to hear oh. how this fucking pans out. Yep, I, we got more. We got plenty more. I'm excited for more Kichiro. Yep. More yep. brutal king rants is how that translates. <laughs> so, there's no more doom. No more doom. Lots of rants. <laughs> no more doom, but lots of rants. I, I keep... I look... I thought I was thinking of a joke that was the DK rap, but with the BK rap. <laughs> oh my god. Rants. All right, we're moving on. Okay, 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 okay. okay I'm done. <laughs> All right, I play. I played. Oh, a, I played a couple more video fair. games. You, you have something. I I got a Tell couple of somethings. I got a couple of somethings. Uh, okay. I'll try to. I'll try to get through them in a decent amount of time. But uh, we, we 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 could talk. I know we went long. <laughs> it's okay. We 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 will. We went wrong, long. If we went. If we need to go long, we'll go long. Who cares? It's our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck yeah, we want. Absolutely. All right. So I want to hear it. Alright, so first game I played uh, in this in this second batch. Uh, it's the Messenger. Oh who's heard okay, of the Messenger? Tell us about this. More Metroidvanias. Who heard about this? Who heard about Metroidvania? What are you talking right? about, John? This is a stage based <laughs> This is a stage based eight bit action platformer. Yeah. Um, oh, I love those. Yeah, I those are can, fun. Right? Uh, a lot of people like to compare this uh, to Ninja Gaiden, but I don't think like the pace or or the way the game feels in any anyway. Like like Ninja Gaiden is just ridiculously precise. Like the level design is tight. It's snappy. Uh, everything is meant to be absolutely disastrous at every turn. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Whereas this is kind of like. We're trying to invoke that idea, but man, we're putting them kid gloves on. It's gonna be so. It's gonna be fine. Um, but 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 sort of the main gimmick um, of this game is that um, like when you strike an enemy or a projectile, which you can buy a um, which you which you buy an upgrade to 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 do. It's one of those games where you get currency and you buy upgrades <laughs> along the way. Um, you like so like when you're in the air you jump you slash you hit an enemy you can then jump again so they call that cloud stepping okay. that's kind of the main gimmick of the games they kind of want you to kind of play th- like i think that the game is only fun if you're playing it as fast as possible uh, so just like always trying to do cloud stepping off of like lamps or enemy projectiles in certain ways and a lot of the stages are set up uh, and like a lot of the cycles uh, with how enemies attacks uh, are set up so that like they facilitate this so it's a game that's very much feels like it's uh, so far kind of built with a speedrunner in mind 
uh, where mm-hmm. and, and like I I just played this that way though, like because trying to stop and play this slow and methodically is really boring. Like it's it's not fun at all because all of the enemies are like mostly really passive and slow. They're kind of just there to be obstacles most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. The only time they really attack is when they're trying to feed you um, things to cloud step off of to 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 like slash and then do the cloud jumping. Um, and you get like a solid six or seven stages of this, uh, which took me about, I don't know, five or six hours to get through, uh, some decent, uh, boss battles. Um, the writing is abysmal. Uh, it's that kind of, (laughs) it's that kind of writing and it's real prevalent these days where somebody's writing a script and they think that every single dialogue box needs to have a funny haha in it somewhere. Oof. Mm. And it's like way too online. Um yeah, way, trying to be really aware of its jokes too. Like it's like stop it please. And there's like uh, this weird Jordan Peterson rant in the middle. Ooh. Which is just like oh, man. referred to as Jordan the Wise, and then it's just like an excerpt from a Jordan Peterson lecture or something. And it's like, oh boy, Jeez. it's like I think these people might be wearing their politics on their sleeve, especially because like apparently there was a day one patch where they had to patch out a uh, "Did you just assume my gender?" joke. Good people. Nice. Sounds God. like they're real. Like, and they try to like, ba- and apparently they tried to backpedal it at some point uh, to be like, no, it's just satire. That's all. This is like really just putting yeah. a Jordan, Pe- just just write, just writing a Jordan Peterson lecture in your game is satire and calling him Jordan the Great or Jordan the Wise. Like that's your thing. <laughs> So like yeah like but yeah like you 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 a lot of your interactions are with this shopkeeper you meet along the way and it's just like he talks and like somebody was somebody was given a lot of time to sit at a computer and write a bunch of nothing <laughs> like the worst fuck it like it's the, like the writing is just grating like just trying to read this is just like uh, it's like please stop talking like i don't ever want to interact with anything that involves a dialogue box in this game again please stop <laughs> but we got our little platform we got an action platformer runny jumpy hoppy slashy feels good it's fine you know, I get to the end, like, I, I fight a boss, it feels like a climactic final boss, it's it's impressive looking, it's got a great soundtrack, having a decent, not hating it, just like, hey, you know what, I'm engaged, sometimes that's all you need, you know, like, not every game needs to be <laughs> the greatest damn game that I ever played, so fine, we're playing a decent-ish platformer, beat a boss, it's really impressive, and then the game is not over. Then there's another half to this game that... Oh, boy. Uh, so... Oh, boy! So we've been, we've been talking about a certain genre here quite a bit today. <laughs> it's going to come up probably a couple more times. 
and this is going to be the first time the the second half like it was spoilers by the way i'm sorry i'm gonna have to break it to you for some reason the the messenger after being this solid four or five-ish hour platformer thing decides all right i'm a metroidvania now yeah so good right oh, fantastic oh um and they couldn't have made a more boring one of these if like like it almost feels like that was the point like it almost feels like they tried and succeeded at making the most boring like exploration based platformer um so i in the first half of the game, like, I ended up buying all the skills. Like, okay, mm -hmm. I bought everything. And then they give you, like, a couple of other ones, like the wingsuit. And um, there's another one they give you for free, uh, the grappling hook. Like, okay, you gave me all that. Uh, so I basically got everything I'm getting. Um, so I start, like, like, so the second half of the game is, like, you got to find these seven musical notes to open the way to the final dungeon and that means you're gonna have to go back to all the levels that you were just in we added a few extra rooms where you might find them um and, and i'm pretty sure at this point the game makes the dumb haha -ha, don't you hate it when you play a video game and you gotta do backtracking oh my god ha -ha. oh, oh by the way by the way, you've gotta do backtracking, guys. You see, it's really sat. The best satire is when you make fun of something and then do it unironically. Yeah, this is Oofa like <laughs> God. Um. Okay. So second half of the game, I'm geared in. Fine. They give me a dumb map with squares to fill in. Fantastic. Let's do it. Let's let's humor them because I can't. I can't. If there's one thing that I think that I need to do with like, like this is a genre that I kind of need to reassess a little bit because I can't keep holding everything. Um, I can't keep comparing everything with Hollow Knight. I think that that's sort of, <laughs> which I just did. Which that's sort of <laughs> what I'm doing. I think. I think I'm like. I think that I like. I look at this genre now and I just go, it's not Hollow Knight. Who fucking cares? So. I'm trying to be a little more open-minded again. I'm trying to like mm -hmm. ease back into like so that my heart is not so hard uh, to this genre mm -hmm. that completely just got annihilated by one. Game. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. I do the first. I go. I, I do the. I do the good boy ninja thing. Oh, this game also has a weird thing where you jump between eight and sixteen bit styles for some reason, but I honestly can't tell you why. I don't oh, know why this is a thing. I thought, I thought the Metroidvania part was the 16-bit side of the game. Well, that's when it starts getting introduced, but all it does is just like, oh, hey, like when you change to 16-bit, there's a platform here that wasn't before. Oh. It's like, boy. Oh, I bet, weird. Boy. And it's like, wow, that sounds like it was worth all the money it probably took to create those assets. I, so I played through the first area. And I got one new ability. I was like, okay, well, we're, okay, we're going to do it. We're going to do the Metroidvania thing. I got a new ability. Go me. And I go and I find the dumb 
thing that they want me to find, then I get it. And I was like, all right, let's go to the next area. And Okay, all that's here is... Okay, I gotta go back to the other area and find another key to go get this dumb musical note. Hmm. Okay. So I go get the second musical note. And then I go to the third area. And it's like, okay, now we need you to go back two more areas because there's probably an item hidden over here that you just unlocked. Go get that. Come here. Oh, go do this thing. God. Then you can get this note. So... I looked it up, and there's no more there's no more progression items in the game. There's no more abilities. I'd already bought and found them all, and there was still seven hours of game left. <laughs> and so the rest it... of the game is literally just this awful Metroidvania where you're not really progressing. You're just going to find MacGuffin after MacGuffin that lets you find the next MacGuffin that lets you find the next MacGuffin that lets you find the key that lets you find the next MacGuffin, and it's just and the 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 subtle differences they were adding to each new area didn't feel like it was worth it. Again, like okay, you did a sixteen bit room, then it's got three more platforms than the other one. Nice, good job, it's fantastic. Had a good time jumping on those three platforms. <laughs> uh, man, I, that grappling hook. Man, I stuck it right to that new wall that wasn't there before. <laughs> Felt real good. Are they, like, telling you where exactly to go the whole time, too? Yeah, like, there's hints all over the place. It's just like, hey, oh, go here. Wowzers. Like, it's not even trying. Like, there's nothing to explore for. There's no reason to. And for some reason, yeah. like, this part of the game also starts becoming really, really heavy with one-hit kills. Excellent. And this that's, is the this is, this great is, part of the genre. Yeah, like, this is a point where you've already upgraded to your maximum of eight hit points. And now, like, literally everything just kills you in one hit. Like, <laughs> okay... Like, because it all becomes, like, they start to try to do really heavy platforming challenges, but really heavy and hard platforming challenges aren't super fun when I die and then have to spend two minutes getting back to it, because that was the last checkpoint. <clears throat> like, I don't, like, I, yeah. I stopped playing this game. I did not finish it. I have no interest in ever looking at it again. There is nothing this game is doing that could ever convince me that it's something that like I'm like I'm worse off for not seeing the rest of. To tell you to give you an idea, to give you an idea of how crap the back half of this game is. Speedrunners typically only run the first <laughs> half of this game. Like they just run the they just run it up to that point to where you get the map and that's it. Go look at speedrun.com. Oh, it's only the 8-bit portion of the game. Like that, I like... Oh, it's just, like, this is like... It's one of the most miserable experiences I think I've had with a game in a while. Oh. Just that back half was just like, are you fucking for real? Like, this is... Like, didn't... Like, who thought this was fun? Who thought that a Metroidvania without the powering up and getting cooler stuff part was a good idea. Who thought that was good? Apparently Jordan Peterson fans did. 
they know a lot about good video games, apparently. That yeah. really is just like feels like the most fundamental misunderstanding of the entire genre. Yeah, like it's just like that's the, brutal. We literally only see the part of the genre is, that is backtracking, Squares. sprawling maps, and yeah. keys. Like you, what the fuck? <sighs> so yeah, the messenger is boring. Stay away from it. Like even the eight bit part is not. Like it's not worth playing. Like, worth it. it? Yeah, like it's it's just not worth it. Like it's not a game that I would go out of my way uh, to ever play. Like no, don't worry about it. Not socks cast approved. Yeah, everything about this screamed to me just like stay away since release. I was just like, oh yeah, that sounds like one I can skip. Yeah, like this is just like, th- like this is like the fundamental. Like, a uh, uh, high-budget-looking indie 2D platformer that, like, everybody kind of, like, makes fun of. And it's just like, this is the joke we're making when we make the joke. And these guys didn't realize that they were actually just making the joke. <laughs> it's... What a turd! Mm-hmm. So moving on, I played another game. I played another game. Okay. Uh, so I, I, okay. I, I did a stream the other night, and I just kind of like like we, we, mm-hmm. were ha- we were having some good times. I play I played some Super Crush KO. That game's still really rad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hoping that I turned a few more people on to that, having them with them having seen it in action. Uh, chat seemed to react pretty well to it. So props to that. Still like that game a lot. Uh, so I, about like near the end of the stream, I was just like, you know what? Let's 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 switch it up. Let's do something different. Let's let's let let's flip the script on them. Let's flip the script on myself because even I didn't know I was gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I installed Blaster Master Zero, which is Ooh. yo, it's Blaster Master. Remember Blaster Master on Nintendo with the little yeah with, the little, with your little yeah. tank. I played it during one of my Sunsoft binges. Yeah, that game's pretty fun. fucking good. It's pretty solid. God, I, re- I remember when I did the thing, I was going to binge a bunch of NES games, and I got like three games in, but Blaster Master was one of them. Yeah, that game's real good. <laughs> it's real good. Uh, so, An hey, early example of the Metroidvania shot. This is really... Like, and the thing is, is like, it's, it's sort of like... It's more like, like the original Blaster Master is very linear, honestly. Like it's not it's, super oh yeah, exploratory because there's a very linear path that you have to take to get where you're going. It's just that there are alternate paths you can end up going down that are wrong until you find the right path. Like it's not yeah. really super exploratory and cavernous. Like it almost is more like that genre became than yeah, yeah. How, like it is. It's sort of like it's more like like the bigger hunters maps if I had to compare yeah. it to anything. Like like it looks more cool. sprawling than it is. Um yeah. it looks more explorey mm-hmm. than it is. Um so yo, it's Blaster Master with lots of story. It Oh. It's got story. It's <laughs> okay. it's it's a story. I didn't really care about it at the end because mm-hmm. I don't think it's really well told, but Ah, it's okay. It's Blaster Master. You're you are you are rebooting slash remaking an eight bit NES game. 
I'm not gonna hold it against you if the story's kind of eh, whatever. Like it's just like there's there's a a lot of dialogue for a story that I feel isn't saying anything though. So mm-hmm. it's just really weird. Um, the thing I'd heard about it is that they try to kind of blend the Japanese and English continuities yeah, together. Yeah, like, like they still have the frog from the English. They version. have the frog. Like that's the thing is it like it doesn't really like the frog makes nothing make sense here because the frog is just literally the MacGuffin that makes frog. everything happen. It's like oh yeah, the frog just pulled a new tank out of its asshole. Here you go. Frog tank. That's they should just equal frog tank. Frog tank exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you got you. They they, they tried to mash both of the stories up, and it's fine for what it is. It's it, that's not mm-hmm. what you're here for. Like, I understand that. Like, it's it's it, you know this game came out I think 2018 or something. You got to do something with these games, like because you can't just present them the way they normally were. But this is sort of like a remake slash reboot, and like when I started playing, it was just like immediately recognizable that they absolutely nailed how Blaster Master feels. Like, Blaster Master was sort of the first platforming kind of thing I played where I felt like the thing you were controlling had some real weight and inertia to it. Mm. Like, it's just like, and it's just like the way the thing, like, you, like, it's weighty, but it's not heavy because you are still very floaty. Mm -hmm. It's just the Mm -hmm. way that you whomp down onto the ground and you you hear that Uh, and just the way it like, and the way the wheels turn, and the way it's just kind of moving along, it's a very, yeah. it's a very recognizable uh, feeling. Like how chunky and slippery this game felt immediately, but it wasn't unwieldy. Like I immediately, like my my muscle memory immediately snapped into that NES game, and I was didn't have to adjust mm-hmm. anything to how I moved that tank at all. It just Beautiful. felt perfect. Like, they had to have just, like... It feels like one of those things where, like, they were playing these games side by side while they were programming it, and they were taking note of every little frame, making sure that everything felt as close as it could. That's definitely impressive for the original game that they were able to just kind of copy how it felt and, like, make a modern game. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 like, that shit just feels so good. Like, I loved playing around in the tank. Like, yeah. the, once you get the hover, it feels so fucking good. Just flying around, popping off shots at things, <laughs> and just, like, it, yeah. Like, it, the game's got, this game's got game feel. Love it. Um, nice. It's super vibrant looking. Like, this game's got just gorgeous it's style so at the start. Like, I it's so this pretty. It's just so pretty. The music. It's like per it, it's very purposefully aping that sample sunsoft style, like with the sample bass, and it still fucking slaps in twenty twenty one. They nailed like this pack is <laughs> like from the moment you start this up and start playing, it's just if you played Blaster Master at all, you are going to be right at home. And that's rarely ever the case with games like even Bionic Commando rearmed. Uh, when I played that, there was like a reconnection period where it's just like, okay, I need to get used to new physics. This is just no, we just made that game, and the very and, and I mean that in the very like like in just kind of the sense of the opening is that like area one is literally area one from the first game, like they copied <laughs> nice. it room for room, like 
the 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 <laughs> like you start out and you look up and you can see the platforms that lead to area four right above the start. <laughs> it's really good. It's real good. It's got every little think, note. Like like the first major boss is Mother Brain. <laughs> I think that's really smart because when I, when I played that game as a kid, like I never got past area two, so oh. like my entire memory is basically area one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like if you're gonna just nail one and just copy it outright, that's obviously the one to do because like you can change the later areas, people won't even notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this game's like it's got eight areas. Like most of them are new. There's a, there's like a couple of them that are still pulled. Uh, from the original game, like like the ice level, cool. the fire level, uh, the organic level near the end, um, they're 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 doing like, like they're playing as much with that original game as they can. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to put little spins on everything. Like there's definitely like some new moves and stuff you get with the tank. Nice. Like you get a cool charge tackle that's real good. Um, that feels real meaty. You get, like, this cool laser that you can shoot from your wheels downward to, like, deal with enemies that are too small to shoot. You can just, like, hop over them and fire this laser down, and it just has this nice, satisfying (laughs) crunch to it. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. It feels good. Um, and, and, and the maps are all relatively small, like, and again, it's very much set up like uh, that original game. Uh, there is a little more explory stuff to it, because you can go find, like, life ups, and there are a few extra upgrades that you can get uh, that aren't uh, required for the critical path. So it does actually do you some good to, like, take yeah. note of areas that you didn't go to or can't get to right now and come back later. It's kind of like, if I had to kind of compare the map sizes i would say they're pretty similar to like reverie under the moon or luna nights um where they added just Mm -hmm. enough to kind of make it feel a little more um make it feel a little more fleshed out but it's not super big or anything um uh and then there's like the, 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 the the levels out of the tank where they're like the top down shootery parts and those become real inconsequential really fast oh interesting yeah those become super fucking easy once you get the wave gun uh once you get the level eight gun Mm. don't ever use any other gun but the level eight gun (laughs) because it literally penetrates through enemies um it does the most damage uh like you can melt bosses in 10 seconds with it (laughs) like it's ridiculous like why did nobody test this? Did you guys just not care that much about these overhead portions, which are a 50% of the game? Because, boy, mm. oh boy, they are babby easy once you get level 8 gun. And with with very little searching, you will find an upgrade that um, that protects you from taking a hit to your gun level. Um, so, so, so like if you get Uh hit, if you get hit, your gun level goes down one, goes down one level. Right. Mm -hmm. But you find an upgrade that like shields you from one hit and that shield comes back after two seconds. So you like, all you've got to do is not get hit for two seconds. If you get hit, do you you take damage or just, yeah, you take damage. Okay. But your gun level will not yeah, go down. Okay. So you That's just... what made the first game so hard, is losing your gun level, like, immediately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there's, like, there's eight guns you have, but, like, only the wave beam is worth using for most of it. And there's, like, 
seven different types of bombs or grenades, but I literally only used like two. That's a, that's a sort of a problem this game has. Is there? It has a lot of items mm -hmm. and weapons that you're just never going to use because nothing is yeah. balanced, really. Um, See, I thought like mm -hmm. I thought making the top-down stuff easier was the right move because yeah. there's so much pain in the original. Yeah. But like if they're giving you all these weapons and equipment that you just literally don't need to use. Yeah. And that's not great. Yeah. It feels like this game could have focused more on a smaller set of items that were just way more useful. Mm -hmm. uh, but instead it's just like, here's like a bunch of guns and bomb types that I never used. Okay. Sure. Like, here's a laser that I have to charge up for 20 seconds uh, in the tank. I don't like... I'm literally never going to use this. Like, there's... N what am I going to sit there and wait 20 seconds to shoot at? It's just kind of mm -hmm. a lot of silly nonsense. Weird. Like, it's like, I appreciate the effort. I really do, but... Nothing in the game is ever going to require me to use this. Um... Is there no difficulty selection? Is there a hard mode or anything? Well, you unlock a harder difficulty once you complete the game, but oh, it sounds well. but it sounds way too overcorrected. Like every enemy shoots revenge mm. bullets. Um, um, when I you <clears throat> when you get a uh, like life ups, like you still have to collect them, but they don't give you extra life anymore. Um. So they're just dummy pickups. Um, what? Yeah, like, you, they're life-ups. They still count toward your percentage, but you don't get anything for finding them. But you still have to find them, because this is one of those games where you have to find literally everything in order to go to the actual final oh. level. Oh, right. Oh, no. Um, I mean, and the world's small enough that I didn't mind doing that and noticing that I fucked it up the first time and got the bad ending. I literally only missed <laughs> one item, because mm -hmm. it's just like... Dude, okay, they give you the hover, right? And then literally 20 seconds later, they give you a double jump. Mm hmm So, okay. what, if I already have the hover, why am I ever going to use the double jump? So, like, I use, so, like, when I got the hover, I just left the area, and I came back, to get that, to get the Ew. power up, to get this power up that was literally okay. that was literally one room above the hover. <laughs> oh my god! And it's the double jump. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It seems to me like the game has too many things. It does. It has way too many things. things. It does not need. It doesn't need half of the things that it uses. Um. And then there's the issue where, like, I think areas three, four, and five are just kind of really boring and drab. Like, they like the game starts out really vivid Aww. and bright, and and it's very colorful, very pretty, very exciting to look at. And then it becomes like sewers and underwater caves for like for like this stretch of two hours. I wonder how much of that is still the original game, though, because that's kind of how. Yeah, I that, that it. like yes, the original game does have that issue, but this is something they could have corrected. Um, mm. but uh, man, especially when they made the whole thing look so vibrant. Yeah, like when it, they made the beginning look so vibrant. Yeah, like the, the like because even like 
because even in that original game, that opening area is still pretty drab, but they they really prettied it up uh, in Zero. So, um, but uh, speaking of Area Five, oh boy, <laughs> man! So Area Five is an, is is an underwater cave level, and they make you they make you trudge like, like and this this area was already on my last nerve because it's an area that they make you trudge through in the tank at like 35 percent speed um and they don't give you the weapon they don't give you the item that lets you move fast in water until you're like 85 percent finished with the area so it's doing everything it can to make you go as slow as fucking possible it's doing everything to annoy the fuck out of you like that is all this area exists for i'm convinced and I got to this one area where there are these currents and they're blowing you. They pull you along and you're moving fast. And um, to get into this area that is up above, you need to grab a ladder. So, if I were to ask you, if you were playing a video game that is a 2D platformer and you needed to grab a ladder, what would be your method of input to try and grab that ladder? Yeah, hold up. Hold up. Boy, like everybody, I think we're all, I think we're all in uh, agreement here, right? You press, you press up. That's what I thought. So I spent, and I'm not, I'm not making this up. I spent the next 47 minutes in this <laughs> one God. room being pulled by this current Unable to grab this ladder by pressing up, holding up, holding upright against the current to try and move slower through it that way. Maybe I could grab it that way. Spamming up, holding it, trying to press it at the right time. Spamming it on my controller and up on my keyboard. Everything. 47 minutes later, he just decides to grab the ladder for some reason. I couldn't fucking tell you why. Oh, I have. So there's no revelation oh. of why. Because I think Carmichael and Twitter was like, try pressing jump. And yeah, I'm like, like everybody was like, try pressing jump. Guess what works on other ladders in this video game? Holding up. I If I press jump near a ladder for some reason, that's the grab the ladder button. Okay. That works mm -hmm. on every other ladder that I attempted to jump on in this fucking game. Oh. <laughs> going even going back to this fucking ladder with that knowledge, I was still not able to grab it. I do not understand how to grab that fucking ladder or how <laughs> I managed to finally grab it. And what really pissed me off was when I got in there and I got, you know, went through the little dungeon. I got the item and it wasn't even a required item. Oh like, no! Wait. Oh. I mean, this it's required. It's required oh, in the right. sense that I would have needed to get it at some point because again, yeah, literally everything is required by the end. But yeah, yeah. It's but not even at the moment, I grabbed the item, I saved, and I just turned the game off for two hours. <laughs> The real kicker would have been if you got up the ladder, got into a dungeon, and then died. Or, well, like, this game's very generous with checkpoints. You would have just started at the start of the dungeon. Yeah. 
Like, uh, like it's just got Th- checkpoints. This one just spawns you at the bottom of the ladder. Now, what would have really done it? <laughs> what would have really done it for me is if it would have been... Uh, because there are power-up caves that exist solely for the purpose of you going in and grabbing more uh, gun levels or, or, or mm. health or something. And since this game is baby-fucking-easy, like, none of that's uh. required. So it would have really pissed me off if it would have been one of those caves. A pro- so no item at all. Yeah, like yeah. nothing at all. No pro forward progress at all. That would really piss me off. Um, I think if it was if it was that somebody would have fucking told you real quick. Right. Yeah. I I would hope so. Um, but so so even though like that kind of soured my experience, and areas three and four and five were kind of. Bleh. Uh, I thought that, um, mm-hmm. li- like, like, I think that the game has a pretty strong conclusion. I think that, like, uh, the the the, the okay. power up you get going into Area Nine is the shit. Um, it is <laughs> it is amazing. Like, and it's more than the video that I posted, by the way. Like, it's something cool. way cooler than that. Uh, and I think that, like, that final oh, area cool. and like. The traverse, the way you have to traverse the final area, and the way that ways they make you play with your power ups, especially with like the the wall climbing, because like you get the wall climb real late at the end of uh, the original game, and it's barely used at all. Um, so they let you get a lot of use out of it, especially here in ways that that original game doesn't ever play around with, and letting you do mm. things completely upside down or sideways. Um, so that final area, it, 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 the traversal through it at least is really awesome, but it's kind of bogged down by the fact that it's also just framework for a boss rush. Like, oh boy, yeah. Oh, like all right, like you want to make me fight these boring bosses again? <laughs> no. Uh, but overall, like I don't think this game's terrible. Like I'll probably play two at some point. I'm not in any hurry. Um. I didn't hate my time with this game. Um, Other than the ladder. The ladder. (laughs) Me and that. Fuck the ladder. What the fuck? Like, I still don't know. I still have no idea why I cannot grab that ladder. Even now! Even going back on New Game Plus to that exact area. Oh my god. And, like, just. uh, I'm gonna see what the fuck's going on here. I was like, I sat there for another couple minutes. Like, I don't. I don't fucking care anymore. I'm done. Need a turbo controller to press up. Well, like, what, what, how faster could I be pressing up if I'm jamming up on my controller and my keyboard at the same time? And I know the game is taking input from both because I tested it. I, d- hmm. I have no idea why I could not grab that fucking ladder. I think the game's just stupid. I don't know how no tester was like, hey, guys, the hitbox on the ladder's fucked. Yeah, like, how did, like, am I, and I know that I'm not the only one that had this issue because there are, there are forum topics I have seen online about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, video games. It sounds like you had a better, it sounds like you had a better time with this than the messenger. I had a better time with this than the messenger. I think both games are middling, um, in a way. Um, but you finished this one. But I finished this one, and I did not hate my time with it. Um, and it did. It didn't 
actually offend me in the way that I feel yeah. the messenger did with that ass with that assy second half. <laughs> it's like having it be a plot twist that the game is bad. Like yeah. that's rough. <laughs> I didn't really get su- <laughs> surprise. You got shit. Well, some people think the second about... half is better. Oh God, Patrick. Klepik. I think Person thinks the second half is better. Yeah, yeah. He he did get. He, I remember that because I followed him on Twitter at the time. He got a lot, a lot of comments saying like, "Boy, a lot of people are telling me they like the first half dramatically more." <laughs> Boy, are they so wrong? He Isn't it cool when games can? He wrote an article about it. He actually took and, that embarrassing. Dr- he actually took that embarrassing opinion and wrote more than a hundred words about it. The the funniest thing is how dramatic he was, like to the point of it has an all time terrible start. Yeah, but yeah, he's like with just it, and what? then it'll reveal itself to be good. God, and there's it's nothing. abysmal, but it is... then it's good. God. Can't. And that was like the first I'd heard about the game, so I was just like, oh, it turns into a Metrophania at some point. Cool. And then everyone started talking about, oh, the first half is the better one. And I was yeah. like, oh, okay. Oh, wait, speedrunners are only playing that part. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, because like, I noticed that was oh, a weird thing, because a friend of mine streams that game from time to time, and I always like, wondered, like, why does he only play the first half? That's weird. <laughs> Oops. Oh. oh, I get it! But yeah, Blaster Master Zero, like, I think it's totally fine. Like, I cool. wish I wish it had more difficult... Like, if it had more, like, a more sensible difficulty, uh, I'd probably yeah. enjoy it more. Um, there was, like, a really fun New Game Plus mode you can load up and play as a super-powered uh, Sophia. Um, and I was able to, like, roll through and beat the game in, like, 12 minutes. Like, that That's was fun. Insane. That was pretty fun, I have to say. <laughs> um, there, the, the game does have... Um, extra characters and stuff that you can buy and it also has a couple included uh, that actually do change the game in some small ways that are actually substantial. Is this uh, the one where you can play as Shantae? Or you can play as Shantae, Shovel Knight. Uh, oh my god. The whole canon Metroidvania indie crew. Yeah, like they're all there. Everybody's here. Well, actually, I'm looking at the DLC on Steam. It's literally Shovel Knight and Shantae. Yeah, Shovel Knight, Shantae, and then like... Um, the Gao Gun girl is included. Which she's is... either included or not in the Steam version. Uh, she's in the Steam version. Okay, so then she's just free. Yeah, she's free. Um, and uh, da 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 da. The Gunvolt, Gunvolt dude. Okay. Oh, so the Inti creates characters are free. And then yeah, the Shantae Inti creates characters. I think it's funny that most people are surprised as fuck when they find out Gao Gun is by Inti creates. <laughs> I always think that's Very fucking funny. hilarious because it always catches people off guard. Uh, but yeah, like I, this game's fine. I'll play two at some point, not in any major hurry to. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like I, I, when I initially finished it, I was kind of like, eh, whatever. This was just one of those. But I'm just like, also kind of like, it's not trying to be though. So I, I really shouldn't be judging yeah. it. Like well, that. I, I think requiring a hundred percent items for the true ending is a bit trying to be one of those. Yeah, that kind. <laughs> it, and and there's really like, if there was like a story reason for it, 
I would like if they could have justified it if they would have actually like done something like with like if there was an <laughs> item that I didn't find that was actually related to the story or something like that would have you know logically made that make sense but no it was just I missed the double jump it was like well I don't want to fucking double jump because I got a hover what you, you that's, literally just, gave me the hover first. Just change it so that you need the double jump and the hover to get into the final area. Like what? Yeah. Like I would have. I would have just taken that. Like just any kind of justification. But no, it's just like no. The cutscene just changes. So now you can go to area nine. Yeah. Your frog pulls a tank out of its asshole. <laughs> that Big can frog. go to level nine. Hooray! Life is good. It's fine. It's a, it's a fun game. I, I'm okay with it. Okay. I'm chill with it. So I guess... I guess that's gonna... Well, you've re- you arrived at an understanding. I arrived at an understanding. Like I said, like, this is a genre... Well, again, this game doesn't really fit into the genre, but with my headspace at the time, it was like, I'm looking at this... Like, I'm looking at this and trying to compare it against Hollow Knight again, probably, when that's not really what this game's trying yeah. to be. You know, like, it's it's kind of like why I want to look at Iconoclasts here soon. Like, I'll probably play... Ooh. I'll probably play Bloodstained um, Ritual of the Night at some point. Because I just... I need to get this mm-hmm. negative Nancy feeling out of my system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like... I don't like... Mm-hmm. There's something that's stuck in my craw... Where I'm just like, I don't want to compare everything to Hollow Knight, and I know that I'm doing that. Uh, and it just bugs me for some reason. I feel like I'm becoming I somebody nice that I don't want to be. Like, I'm creating this one experience, and I want everything to be that one experience. And I think too many people do that online with dumb shit like retro games already. And I don't want to fucking do that. I think for me, it's that when I played Metroidvania games in the past before Hollow Knight... Mm-hmm. I was still like, there's something. I was like comparing them to the game that didn't exist in my head. Like, right. it was just like, oh, the, none of them understand what this genre could be. They could be more open and exploration right, right. based, yeah, not, and not just guiding you from point to point. And then Hollow Knight came out, and it's just like, th- th- you're the one I was looking for all this time. <laughs> yeah, like, I was comparing them to Hollow Knight before Hollow Knight came out. Is yeah, what I'm that's... saying like. That's so yeah, I understand like, it's a frustration with the genre. Yeah, like when I started getting really bored of the genre, which was pretty quick, honestly. Um, that was one mm-hmm. of the main reasons. Is that it's just like nobody's real. Like adding level ups didn't make these games good. Like that's not what did it. No, mm-hmm. stop. Y'all are missing the point. But yeah. I feel yeah. That's a personal a personal journey. Yeah. So even though so even though Blaster Master Zero doesn't really fit that bill, um, I like it. I think it's okay. Like I, it's not like like I, I literally it was brisk. Like I literally finished it in like eight hours. So it's like nice. it's not even a heavy commitment if you do want to play it. Even though it's baby easy, it's it was satisfying <laughs> enough to stick with. Um, Blowing things up still feels good. That tank yeah. still feels good to ride around in and hover <laughs> around in. So yeah, I'm, I'm, there were there was still a lot there for me to kind of hook into and still feel engaged with. So cool. I guess I guess this is uh, probably going to be where we part ways uh, for the evening. So 
I would like this to thank... This one. Yeah, this it one was. was pretty damn beefy. Uh, I would like to thank everybody for coming out and putting up with our bullshit. Because Lord knows y'all deserve a medal <laughs> for that shit. Good Lord. You get the patience of saints. <laughs> if, you, if, if, you, if you've made it this we had, far, we holy a, shit. We had a lot of different flavors of bullshit, too, this time. Yeah, there is a lot. There is so much. This is the Neapolitanist bullshit episode ever. We had Cloaca <laughs> up at the top. It was just so much. God, I for, forgot how this all opened. <laughs> just, uh... <laughs> Ooh, bring in the heat this episode. Good lord, good lord! But don't mm-hmm. be like me. Don't try to don't try to compare every episode to this one from now on. We can't be doing that. <laughs> gonna get gonna get yourself. <laughs> you're gonna turn yourself into one of those people. You don't want to be one of those people. John Fire, tell the internet people at home where they can find you. Uh, Faraway.times.itch.io. Rhett, I'll make tell. another game someday. I'm, I've got an idea for one. It's in my oh. brain right now. All I gotta do. I got is... those too. <laughs> all I gotta do. All I gotta do. I think there's one thing I need to do to get me inspired, and I need somebody to do a back. Uh-huh. I need somebody to do a background thing for me, and I think that'll get me inspired enough to dive in fully. So I might. I might talk to somebody this week nice. to see if they could do something because I. I think that this idea I could probably bang this out in a week, two weeks or so. Oh, nice! Yeah, that rules. It's, it's, it's like a, it's a ideas it, are really obnoxiously big. Yeah, it's not a big game at all, but it's like, oh hey, I found a mm. joke and I want to make a game about it. <laughs> Good. Right, yeah, we, you made the fun Battletoads joke. I made the fun Battletoads joke game, and people liked it. So it was like a good three-minute mm-hmm. shot in the arm of, haha, you did a thing, and that was cute. So uh-huh. hopefully, we can strike that kind of. Uh, Hopefully I can strike that kind of energy again, inject a little more fun into the timeline. So I'll be trying to nope. probably poke around at that over the course of the next couple of weeks. And got Cyber Shadow coming out this week. I'm stoked for that. We oh got, my god! We, we are. We will probably. East nine. We will be talking East Nine next episode, more than likely. Uh, there's there's <laughs> there's some good fucking shit on the horizon, people. Rhett, where can the internet people find you? Twitter.com slash Rhett, watch Symphogear. <laughs> you have an itch page. <laughs> people can play your games, Rhett. They can download them now. They were Flash games. They're not meant to be downloaded. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you can find me in my dumb website. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.